You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. We live. Yeah, we're live. and welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show. I'm your host, That's Ryan. It. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for today. I'm your host, Ryan Nightsey, and with me, as always, is Scotty Edwards. Scotty, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. We have so much to talk about today that's not AEW baggage from the back. We have, <laughs> yep. you yep. know, so much, like, actual wrestling to talk about, and so much of it's either good or exciting mm-hmm. or just that's the that's what i love this show the most yeah i know like people love like the aw backstage stuff but that has been so tiring so like when i saw the rundown this week i got so amped because was like oh my god it's like wrestling from here there and everywhere to be excited about yeah people and love people love our me. people love the aw backstage drama people love our nwa reviews uh people love I don't know about that. <laughs> people, people love when Scotty's off the handle. Uh, people love when I'm doing puns. They love it. Everyone says so. Uh, everybody, you know, these I are things. If, if I count as everyone, I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? People really like your puns. And, and, as they should. As they should. As they shall and as they as shall they be. Um, but yeah, uh, packed show today for sure. A lot of little news bits up and down the show, really, <laughs> including the the announcement of the match of the year, <laughs> match of the year contender on the way. Not even a contender. Just give <laughs> my it apologies. Title. My apologies. Um, uh, plus we have some news bits, like we said. We're gonna preview the Noah <laughs> full name of the show: Noah's Grand Ship Nagoya Pro Wrestling Love Forever. Dot two um that's uh so we got another keji muto match in store for us along with pretty much every single title in noah getting defended uh impact victory road and impact plus show happening this uh i believe thursday actually september 23rd um they lost me on that show and i'll tell you why in a second well we'll get to it i guess and then and of course we'll be previewing aew grand slam and grand slam rampage at the time four of, hours four hours at time of recording 10 matches announced so we got a lot to get they're to adding one. oh yeah they're you probably add one. they're probably gonna add like one or two uh a rampage it's a rampage baby grand slam the, the dynamite is like has two world title matches no three world title matches including ring of honor yep it has the tag title match and the all atlantic so like I think you have enough time to yeah. take it up on that one. The Dynamite you look at Rampage, you're like, okay, something else could take time. The Dynamite car, it, it's basically another pay-per-view is what we're getting this next week. Uh, this not there's more week. title matches on this show than there was the pay-per-view. Yikes. Uh, yeah, I think of the week, there'll be six title matches. So get ready for that, folks. But yes. Not enough uh, Not enough uh, trios tag title matches. Well, okay, there isn't one. you know, I imagine there probably would have been one, but alas, there was uh, a situation. I don't know if you heard what about happened? this, Scott. I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, there was, anyways. Uh, oh, Kenny had to go to Japan. Nope, I get it. Yeah, get J- it. that's. I gotta go to Japan that's... to sell the, sell the game. I get it. I get it. 
By the way, want to see those matches if AEW ever wants to like air them? That'd be cool. Thank you. Did they ever air the Germany ones? Yeah. No, but I didn't care about those ones. These ones have Kanosuke Takeshita. Yeah, no. And uh, Chris Brooks. uh, I think Chris Brooks. Yuka Sakazaki. Yeah, they did a Takeshita and Yuka Sakazaki team. I was like, come on. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. You know, alas, here we are. I think Maki Ito was also on the show, I think. Yeah, yeah I don't know if she wrestled though. No, she's here. She wasn't there. She's here. Who did? But someone teamed with Daniel. They, they put they... her on the logo. Someone... Yeah, Rio Muzanami. Rio. Muzanami. Yeah, it was Rio. You're right. Oh yeah, because I saw but the. Picture. I think they put Maki Ito on the like the announcement thing. I and thought I they like, did. She's not there. Yeah, I thought they did. Maybe they. <laughs> I was like, this. This is another Tony Khan. Oh yeah, I'll book Hikaru Shida. Oh, she's not here. Yeah. Oh, all right. Injury angle. Beautiful. Beautiful. Perfect. Well, yeah, like we said, packed show today. Um, we a lot of stuff to get to. So let's uh, start off, I think, with, uh, I know for a fact uh, that Scotty's announced, excited about every part of this announcement, uh, officially announced uh, at by WWE at the Crown Jewel Saudi Arabia show. Don't, <laughs> clapping, mm. clapping, <laughs> poor time to clap at. Uh, it will be, the main event was announced to be Roman Reigns defending the title against one Logan Paul. Now, again, we hate the Saudi Arabia situation. We don't personally like Logan Paul. Uh, Roman Reigns, I guess, we personally love because he's pretty cool. Uh, but uh, other than those other than those caveats in store, uh, Scotty, thoughts on this announcement? Listen, Logan Paul, the person kind of shit. Logan Paul, the wrestler, that dude's good. Uh, we do like Roman Reigns. I watched the whole, I watched the whole press conference, the entire thing, which could make me a little sus i don't really know but i had to watch it um Sami Zayn got the loudest cheers out of everyone on the stage so that's worth <laughs> louder than triple h louder than logan paul louder than the rest of the bloodline um of course i say the rest of the bloodline because he is of course the honorary ooze. um this match like I saw a lot of people talking about this. It's like you're you're on you're on one side of the coin, right? Yeah. It's either oh this is cool, I'm gonna check it out because of like the insanity, but you also saw the Miz get the best match in years against Logan Paul, mm-hmm. or you're on the oh this is ridiculous. Why are you doing this? But this is this is as WWE as it gets, right? This is the biggest match they could book. Unless the rock walks through the door. That's just the truth. That is the truth. That is the unfortunate truth. And here's why I'm okay with it. They're not giving away Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes in Saudi Arabia. They're giving away a match that I really don't think people here care about enough that they would be like, ah, damn, I don't get to see Logan Paul live. I think the match makes sense to book. Also, Jesus H. Christmas, I just destroyed my keyboard. This is the this is uh, Logan Paul's prime hydration drink. <laughs> you destroyed your keyboard of Logan Paul's prime hydration? Yep, yep. God. It's very nice. And at that point, we're officially uh, over this match, and we're officially banning this match from coverage. <laughs> On that, he's destroyed your keyboard. What perfect I need to timing! Check if it's okay, so I'm going to mute myself for a second. <laughs> that's that's fine. Uh, yeah, no, I get you. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I think it's a very uh, like you said. It is. 
it's the match of the year contender. (laughs) It's it actually. I mean, I don't know. I'm not kidding. I know you're not kidding, but I will also say WWE. I will also say though that uh, it's Roman Reigns, and there's a good chance Roman Reigns will work his style. Hear me out here. All right. This match is going to work no matter what. Because either it's Roman Reigns beating Logan Paul's ass. That'd be great. Or Logan Paul puts on a show. <laughs> uh, also possible. We'll find out. And those are the two scenarios. Or both. Yeah. Both can happen. Both probably will happen. We'll find out uh, November 5th for Crown Jewel. Um, Sadi Money 11. Yeah. We'll find Jesus, I'm not gonna say how, it. How many more? How many more years of that do we have? It was like a ten-year um, thing, right? I don't know, right? but it's definitely here. Here's what I thought about. I was like, this is definitely a deal. I wouldn't, uh, you know, you, once you, ex- I feel like once you say yes, you can't get out of it. <laughs> I know for various reasons. Yeah. Um, Plus, it's also they got so, the pandemic that like didn't have like, a couple events. I saw some people be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they're continuing with it." I was like. Um, I would have been shocked if they did it because, like, one, obviously they're making a lot of money. I get that. But two, it's Saudi. Like, I don't know. I little little scared to just try to. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's oh, yeah. fair. Uh, speaking about being scared, uh, some comments surfaced about uh, what Kenny Omega said during the August 25th talent meeting. Uh, and you know, I just want to run it by you, Scotty, see what your thoughts are and how you feel about this whole situation. But after also servicing, because according to Dave Meltzer for Wrestling Observer, servicing was a story that at the company meeting called several weeks back at the, that the part of the speech by Omega that was described as a pet talk and pep talk and tough love, but some were irked by a line. He said that eight out of 10 people there, he wouldn't have hired. One version of the story states that Omega was clearly joking when he made the comment. Omega was looking at Will Ospreay when he said it, and then admitted he wasn't being serious. Others were not happy what he said, however. How do you feel about uh, Kenny Omega jokingly uh, saying in a talent meeting that he wouldn't hire 8 out of 10 of you while looking at Will Ospreay? I think you're still... Are you still muted? It's a bold move. Logan Paul strikes again. (laughs) And the fact that you're doing a talent meeting to kind of boost morale and figure things out and you make that joke and it's like, I don't know, man. Um, This doesn't, this doesn't like affect any of the stuff that came after. Right. But Mm -hmm. you don't make those jokes because I mean, some people it might be true about. <laughs> I would, I mean, yeah, um, you know. But if you're going to say, and also very funny that Will Ospreay was in the meeting. <laughs> I just want to point that out. There's a, there's a talent meeting for all that was there, even if they're not contracted talent, apparently. Just based off what we see for promos from Kenny, right? He's not very good at being sarcastic, if that makes sense. Like, when he's being sarcastic, you don't really know, mm-hmm. kind of, in a way. Because that's just kind of the way he talks and words things. Yeah. So, I can understand why people were upset. Um, it's not great, uh, because obviously you have to have another company meeting a few weeks later because of K 
Kenny Omega and others, of yeah. course. So, and, and and they said that you know Danielson was very um, he was comedic during it, like he was the lighthearted one. And it's like, okay, so you pretty much just did what Omega tried to do. Um, he didn't go for tough love, of course, but it's not it's not great. But I'm not also not reading way too much into it. Yeah, no, I, I've seen people say that like, oh, look what look what Omega did. It's on par with what Punk said and did and all that stuff. And and personally, I don't I don't see it like that. I see it more as like on par with Punk. Yeah, Jesus. it's like Punk Punk like shattered so many things, buried so many people in front of the actual media. Kenny Omega said uh, inappropriate comments during a talent meeting behind closed doors. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I agree that he shouldn't have said it. He is an executive, you know, even if he's trying to be lighthearted and fun, you are Danielson can say that I would say, because he is uh, another wrestler from an executive. There might be, like you said, elements of truth in there. And from an executive, there'll be people that misconstrue it. and might be like, oh, well, every joke has truth behind it. So he must, there might be some truth behind that um so like you said so it's inappropriate comments you'll make that as an executive but it ultimately it's not in comparison to like a punk thing it's not nowhere close. no no it's not even in the same stratosphere as punk thing no it is not well speaking about moving on it was announced at the end of nxt's moving on. at the end of nxt nxt 2.0's one year anniversary it was revealed by Shawn Michaels that NXT 2.0 is dropping the numbers, returning to just straight NXT, and bringing back the black and gold color scheme. So, Scotty, is the NXT of old back? Are we getting all of our, our faves and, and five-star matches back in NXT? I wouldn't go that far. But, but, I will say I was very happy mm-hmm. to see this. Like, I... NXT 2.0 got to the point where, like, yeah, they would have some good stuff, but not enough to make you watch it, right? And my whole idea going to so a lot of people just instantly thought, like, oh, Black and Gold era, Ciampa, Gargano, Adam Cole era, right? I instantly thought, okay, you should go back to the when you know when NXT first went on TV or went on the network, I should say. They had the 2.0 idea of building athletes and building stars along with the great wrestling, right? With Sami Zayn and Adrian Neville and, you know, Tyson Kidd and Tyler Breeze and Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks. So, like, there, there is a perfect medium I think that they can and probably will find with the way that they're going with this, that you can accomplish both to make the show watchable. Mm-hmm. You have two hours. So what you can essentially do is one hour of black and gold NXT and one hour of developmental NXT 2.0 type stuff. Right. And it makes sense. Um, they have the talent. To make both work, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I said this, I don't know if I said this on this podcast, but I did tweet it at least, that 
Roxanne Perez is the best women's prospect that they've had. I understand she wrestled beforehand. She's been a world champion, blah, blah, blah. But she's still, like, what, 2021? 20, so, she, yeah, she's a prospect still. She is the best prospect they've had since, like, Bianca Belair, women's-wise, and probably overall in their developmental. So, like, her alone should be leading your way on the women's side, right? And mm-hmm. you can have the core jades and ivy niles who i actually think she's really solid like they have a they have a lot of women that i think could develop tiffany stratton's fantastic like legitimately they have people there right and then on the men's side spoiler alert for those who don't want to be spoiled for nxt 2.0 recordings uh you got braun breaker of course braun breaker your nxt champion uh you have tyler Bate who we talked up big time a week or two ago. You have a certain Ilya Dragunov now, who just reappeared, who I don't know if everyone knows, very good. So you're with those three alone, which I think could be your three core players for now mm-hmm. on the NXT brand, you get a little bit of everything, right? You can have the black and gold, and you can have the NXT 2.0, FCW more so, I think is the idea you should have for developmental not nxt 2.0 but to me it's a chance to do something that they very much need and that's reinvigorate a brand that felt dead uninspired build talent for ron smackdown the right way not with gimmicks that are from the 19 early 1990s and that's what i'm hopeful for yeah, I, I think, you know, the gimmick stuff, I would imagine would kind of go out the door. Some of it might stay, you know, but some of it might Some of it got over. Yeah. Like, like Tiffany Stratton got over with her, whatever the fuck she is. I don't know what she is. Tennis player? Yeah, I don't know. She was like daddy's little girl. And now yeah. I think she just like. Or, uh, no, um, uh, the, the, the sleeping one. What's the sleeper one? Oh, Wendy Chu. Wendy Chu. Yeah, as she's actually as... a good wrestler. Maybe she doesn't have to be that anymore. That's true. Um, you know, I, I think what it also goes to show is that kind of what you're talking about is that they can do more of the big time matches on a show, but also a lot of like development mental shows. Yeah. Like people forget all the time. Like they're also back on their Florida loop too. Exactly. Right. Which like is big time. People say it all the time about, like NXT of old and going back to NXT of old. And a lot of what NXT of old was, was they had big time matches on television, but they also had like a lot of less than five minute matches, right? Like wash matches, Rick Bukes coming out, just like a random guy coming out on TV and then seeing if that works. And then not, not only that, but also going back to tapings, which they also did. And they did three dark matches on the one year anniversary show. Don't know if those are taped and going to be set for later. But then they also did uh, two other tapings of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, sixteen matches. Uh, yeah. So you know they have are they're going back into that taping schedule. And one of the things that I thought, along with having you know picking up other supposedly indie the tapings and, are just to redesign the um, arena again. Oh, that makes sense too to redesign yeah. it to do the thing. That makes sense. I wouldn't be surprised if I was NXT. I would keep the tapings. Live sports is one idea, but um, I would keep the tapings because I think one of the benefits of having the tapings is that you can tape a bunch of content. Then you can train everyone and that when they see them back on television, they're suddenly a month better instead of a week better. 
it seems like they might be doing that with NXT level up. Yeah. Is that they're going to put wrestlers on there to develop still, which I think is great because that is tapes so you can work it through. Like I, I, uh, someone told me the other day that like they've redone matches and then aired yeah. them. Yeah. So like, that's great. I think NXT level up is a very good idea. Um, maybe you can bolster that up to kind of give your network something that people, you know, might find worth watching down the line. But yeah, I'm with you. Like, I understand why it won't go full tapes because it's on TV. Yeah. If they went back to the network, it could be. Um, but until then, I'm sure they'll go live. But but here's the thing: they have they have enough people by now that have been in this NXT 2.0 or NXT Black and Gold. I also read that they're bringing back a lot of people yeah. potentially for the NXT brand. Um, now, uh, how many of them are actually like big stars? You'll you'll decide that. Yeah, I mean but, they they got Apollo Cruz in there. They brought they're bringing in Ricochet. You know they're bringing all yeah, the which NXT I think guys. is good people to have to mix with Tyler Bay, Ilya Dragunov, Braun Breaker. And I, and I I can't stress this enough. I think the women's like their women's developmental is like so much further than their men's mm-hmm. in terms of like I don't really count Tyler Bate and Ilya Dragunov yeah. part of developmental. Me neither. There are they're ready finished products. Yeah. But Braun Breakers, like, and Carmelo Hayes, who I think might either be going up or based off of this past week. Um, but, like, those two, and then it's like, who else? At least with the women, I'm seeing development, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's the whole thing, and which is good because they need it um, because, you know, when, after you get past, like, a certain point on the main roster, it's like, all right, yeah, it's a little bleak here. Um, but it, it's a good, it's a very good thing. I don't expect it to be the NXT where, you know, every takeover was this must see. Yeah. Extravaganza. 2017, 2018, 2019 NXT. But if you can touch any of that early stuff. Yeah. Then you're on to something because I still think that stuff's really good. Yep. It fit what you were trying to do and it helped build stars. Yeah. Now, I, did Vince McMahon use them? That's a different conversation, but you get the point. I completely agree. It's it's they're not returning to the NXT of 2017 hot run. They're returning to the 2014-2015 NXT, more developmental, bringing in top stars from the main roster, the big time stars from the main roster to down to the Which is what level. they did back then. Which they did in that band. They're just doing Shout it again. Shout out Tyson Kidd. Shout out uh CM Punk, Randy Orton, I guess. I think they were there. I think uh, that was that was, yeah, that was like Seth Rollins' time. Yeah. Well, speaking about big time, uh, it was announced uh, that Ricky Steamboat. Who said big time? I said big time. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, so I can say that Ricky Steamboat was announced that he would be returning to the ring November 27th for big time wrestling. Uh, so Ricky Steamboat, uh, a guy that was supposed supposedly pitched to be uh, Ric Flair's last match, uh, is... Kind of doing the same gimmick, uh, saying, oh, no, I can, I see how much money you're making. I'll do my own thing with big-time wrestling. So he's returning to the ring. We don't know what capacity yet, if it's a singles, if it's a tag, if it's whatever. But he will be uh, wrestling once again November 27th for big-time wrestling. So, Scotty, uh, how will you be able to watch this show? Um, I won't. <laughs> out of spite uh... of Ricky Steamboat or out of spite of... Big time wrestling or just unavailable? Unavailable. Take your call. Please leave a message, Jeff. So, uh, have you se- have you seen a single big time wrestling show? 
Um, no, but I think they actually come to Massachusetts sometimes, which is really funny. They are. Um, if you look at any big time wrestling like card, every single time it's this giant the Hardy Boys. The Hardy based Boys. Off, based FTR. off of this website of big time wrestling, the Hardy Boys is on every single poster. FTR have also wrestled there countless times. Um, they I'm have not... a nice title belt. Yeah. Have yeah. you seen their title belt? It looks like the IWGP World Title. Hot damn. That's what I'm talking about, baby. That's ridiculous, though. Uh, let's look at the look, look up the last one in Webster, Massachusetts. Uh, this one had Pento Penta L Zero M defeated M, uh, PCO. Uh, this is FDR versus Brian Pillman and Brock Anderson. Uh, Alec Price is on the show. That's that's, not bad. that's who Kenny Omega was talking to, by the way, Brian Pillman. <laughs> Uh, the Briscoes were on a show. Um, Hardy Boys were on the show. Oh, very, the SAT wrestled the Briscoes and the Hardy Boys in the same exact show. Hot damn! Feels that feels like warrior energy right there. Um, but yes, Ricky Steamboat should be uh coming back very soon to wrestling. So that well, maybe not coming back, but anyways, it was also announced this week that uh PWI five hundred. Uh, put out their new list of wrestlers who are the top of their field. Uh, Twitter took this list uh, uh, heartily and said, we agree. Um, We have no issues, no notes. (laughs) Uh, But otherwise, we have the top 10 revealed here, Scotty. We have number one, acknowledge him yourself, Roman Reigns. Uh, He's pointing to the sky with the finger that says he's number one. Follow up by uh, Kazuchika Okada, CM Punk, Adam Page, Bobby Lashley, Cody Rhodes, Brian Danielson, El Hijo de, del Vikingo, Big E, and Jonathan Gresham. So thoughts on that <laughs> top 10 list? Uh, uh, <laughs> that's so many thoughts. Um, okay, first, first, by the way, I am going to be much more upset with the women's one than the men's one for obvious reasons of when stardom is screwed out of first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be like number one's going to be like it was Britt Baker last year, so it can't get worse. I mean, that, um, but that was supposed. I mean, do you suppose to be Thunder Rosa? I don't know if they would do. No, that. last year should have been Utami Hayashida. I, I, I agree. I enough. agree. Anyways, Ryan, my point is back to the top ten of the men's. Can't argue Roman Reigns based off of their criteria. Yep. He was argue it. undefeated, he, unified the world championships. <laughs> he had the world title the entire time. Yep. Never lost it. Never lost. So can't fight that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, number two was Okada. Yeah, sure. Won the G1. Was the WGP world champion. Sure. Mm-hmm. Very good. Right. Lost, some, lost a couple. Lost a couple. CM Punk won a world title. Came back. Lit up the world. Immediately lost also, the world title. <laughs> Also lit up AEW, but CM Punk was a draw. He had big wins, I guess. I sure, that was I think the point. He beat MJF. He beat uh, other people: Eddie Kingston, Darby Allen. You know, the yeah. list goes on and on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with CM Punk. CM Punk, my, I, I honestly expected Punk to be two. So there you go. Uh, for Hangman Page. He was world champion during this time. He won the world title, lost the world title during this time. He beat Kenny Omega. He mm-hmm. beat Adam Cole. 
Brian Danielson. Archer. He Brian beat Danielson Brian Danielson twice. One well, once he tied him. I think tw- I think time. twice during the period, I think. They only have three matches. Yeah. And well, I one think went well, to a draw. Yeah, was it well yeah, wasn't the second one during the period? Oh yeah, he yeah, won the first so one did go to a draw. You're right. Okay, okay. We, I'm Davis not a historian. Get over it. Anyways, anyways. Well yeah, you cut me off. So hangman page Rick says, is that the top five? Yeah, did I get through the top five? Uh top five, uh number five would be Bobby Lashley. Really? Yeah, he's number five on the list. He won a lot. I mean, if like winning means anything, then he won a lot. Uh, he's uh, he's risen the United States title, I guess. He was world champion at the beginning of the period. I think people forget that, right? Wasn't he? I'm lo- I'm looking like, at that. I'm looking at it. Yeah, because Big E cashed it. Um, so yeah, I like Bobby Lashley. So that those points there, I feel. Um. Yeah, technically he had uh he was a two he had a WWE championship twice during the evaluation period. He, the United States title is not included in the evaluation period. It's just he was a two-time WWE champion. In the evaluation period? Correct. He came, he came into the period as champion, then lost it and then got it back on the first uh the 29th All of January. Right. And then held it he for was technically month. world champion this year. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess I can't disagree with that. That if he was two-time WWE champion, beat people, you know, whatever. Um, all right, the main point is where the hell is John Moxley, guys? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? And I saw, I saw, you know, I, 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 I have mutuals with the editor on on uh, on the Twitter, and I saw him explain why Moxley didn't get in there, and like. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I'm I'm not going to like fight about it. Cause I, in the end, it's just a list who cares, like who gives a shit, but like you have a criteria and there's literally no one more fitting of being in that top 10 more than John Moxley. I'm not saying he had to be number one. I'm not saying he had to be top five. I'm just saying he should have been in the top 10 because here's the facts. I understand like world titles mean something, but, but, um, Jonathan Gresham wrestled for a dead brand for like <laughs> oh I don't know his entire year, mm-hmm. and then and then he lost the world. T- uh, was that within the time? Might not been. I'm but look at that. He was so I understand he was champion for the majority of it. But if wrestling big names is part of this and beating them, he didn't do that at all. So uh, there's some people that shouldn't have made it. There's some people that should have. El Hijo of Dave Ikingo out of nowhere. I'm s- I don't know if you've watched like his title reign's been very like non-existent. It's it's Triple A. <laughs> Titles don't matter there. Right. So like that's just it doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. Uh, um, Jonathan Gresham won the Ring of Honor World Title during the evaluation period and never lo- and didn't not lose it until after the evaluation period. All right, but name tell me how many normal uh, uh, important people he wrestled. He was just an indie wrestler. That he actually the top. He also won the Progress World Championship during the evaluation oh, period. Okay, so I guess he had he. I'm not saying he doesn't have point, but he came in tenth, so he's the one that I'm blaming here. Yeah, for John Moxley not getting in there. Uh, it just makes no sense. And then Will Ospreay, by the way, uh, for uh, various reasons, could have easily made this. He made evented 
Wrestle Kingdom. He he uh, he had the Rev Pro World Title, the Warrior of Wrestling Title, other titles. He I, had the IWGP, but I guess we don't count that. No, it, it was uh, during the evaluation period. It was so it did count. Yep, so it did count. Okay, then you're hurting your cause here of why he wasn't in the top ten. Uh, it, it makes no sense. I mean, I know he lost a lot too, but like, come on. Oh yeah, no. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It it takes an eye test to know that John Moxley should probably be in the top ten. But it's funny because he tweeted, "I suck," and moved on. <laughs> so yeah. thank you for that, actually, PW. I think that was funny. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Gresham also had eighteen title defenses technically during his Ring of Honor reign. Well, I guess if you maybe seventeen if you don't count the uh, second to last one that didn't happen during the evaluation period. Yeah, no, it, it you know it is a list, but I also like talking about this sort of stuff because it's it's. Another thing that's just like it's, it's subjective at the end of the day. Well, this list it, is not objective, and I will not agree to that. Yeah, it, but it's also like you know, it's it's not objective, and in, but it's interesting to decipher like how these things are decided, and interesting to talk about those sort of things. I'm going to talk about it a lot more. I'm uh, uh, upcoming uh, uh, the Red Leaf Retrocast. I'll be talking about the PWI 500 a lot more on that upcoming show. Uh, how about that? How about that? I got a guest spot. Um, but yeah, I'm going to um, talk I about have that a, a lot more. You. Yes, hit me. But I have, also, I, I have a lot of thoughts about the PWI 500, if, if that's unsurprising to anybody. But. That's, that's why I wrote, I will make Ryan fight with himself about it. Yeah. Because um, I knew he would. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be around for the women's one. I'll be ready to fight then. Yeah. Um, I'm, saving my, I'm saving my breath. You're but uh, who would be your top five based off their criteria? <laughs> Well, um, I would have to probably dive into stuff a little bit. Roman Reigns. Figure out. I think I, I think undoubtedly Roman is number one. I think yeah. based on my personal top ten in terms of, but if I had that's to, not how this works. Yeah, if I had to you be if I criteria. being in their criteria, it's it's you cannot argue that Roman's not number one. You know, right. unbeaten. Um, unified was world champion the entire time. In fact, unified the world championships over WWE. <laughs> Two, you know, titles, main yeah. main evented every show it was on for the biggest promotion in the world. You cannot argue yeah. that it's not Roman Reigns. Okada is a good pick. CM Punk, Adam Page. I would personally put Page higher than CM Punk. Um, Bobby Lashley. Two W champions. Brian Danielson should not be on the list of uh, the top ten. Um, Brian Danielson is in the top ten. Yeah, he's he's uh, number seven. Oh, this list is great then. I, it's for yeah. <laughs> he won zero titles. He uh, lost, <laughs> but every, he won zero titles. Lost every big match he had. But uh, he's Brian Danielson. <laughs> yeah, but he's Brian Danielson. But it's interesting that Brian Danielson's so high because he's a great wrestler, despite losing all of his big big matches and not winning any titles, but yet you have Will Ospreay, who is like 10, 20 uh, spots lower than him, who is as good of a wrestler as Brian Danielson. Yeah, that's won, probably honestly the biggest, like... Won three titles. You can point out. <laughs> won three titles. John Moxley, who beat Brian Danielson during this, <laughs> during this period. Beat him during this period. He lost to Adam Page during this period. He lost to... Uh, he, he was the guy that was pinned in the Anarchy in the Arena match. Uh, <laughs> you know... It's just like, oh man, he lost a lot of couple of big matches. Why but he is he has so a great high? theme song. But he's a great theme song. So maybe maybe those are the points that get us over the top. Uh 
Yeah, no. It, it, I think Roman, Okada, Page, Lashley, I guess, makes sense. Um, I don't know. I mean, Gresham's not terrible, but I don't think he should be there that high. Um, yeah, then CM Punk, I guess. Yes. Reigns, Okada, Page, Punk, and then if I had to pick another guy, maybe Osprey. I, I would bump Osprey up that high because it's ridiculous that he is that low, I think. Anyways, uh, PW, I'll be talking a lot more on the Red Leaf Retrocast, so stay tuned for that, folks. Um, let's get to AEW Grand Slam, why not? Yeah, babe! Let's get into it. Grand Slam, again. I wish, uh, I wish Brian Dance the song was playing for this. I don't want to wish to have a money, but bam. That's how it goes, I'm pretty sure. I was born for greatness! I come out dressing like an elf from Lord of the Rings. Uh, that's what the guy looked like. He looked like he was a Galadriel's brother from Rings of Power. Anyways, Grand Slam is happening this upcoming week. It's the Arthur Ashe Stadium Show, uh, a huge show last year, and this this year is no no different. We got four hours of TV. Rampage is getting a special two hour episode. Uh, we have at time of recording ten matches to get to. It's pretty much another pay per view. Uh, if they had another two hours, they would fit another five matches in, and we have all out right there. Um, so we have a huge uh, stuff to get to. Six world titles are getting defended, along with a bunch of other fun stuff. Uh, so how hyped are you right now, Scotty? If at all, are you for Grand Slam? Um, I'm very hyped because it feels like this is the show where you get back on track in every way, right? This is the ultimate reset. This is your all out. This is your pay-per-view. This is, uh, it's huge. And it's very exciting. I mean, you have John Moxley versus Brian Danielson for the vacant AEW World Championship. It doesn't really get much better than that. Yeah. Um, you have so many great title matches. I think everything has a chance to deliver. I think the atmosphere will be great. Mm-hmm. I think Rampage will even be good, which is always nice to say. It doesn't happen that much anymore, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Getting a pay-per-view in the middle of the week is um, always a good time. Did Has John Moxley and Brian Jansen ever had a... No, no, no. At Revolution? At Revolution. But have they ever had a title match together in WWE for, like, a world title? I don't... No. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think. Not for a world title. Yeah, maybe for like a U.S. title or something. Um, but I think because I think Danielson was out of injury when Moxley had the world title. Uh, I'm not a historian. Uh, but yeah, no, th- it should be very good. I, I Like you said, I think... Anytime he doesn't know, I'm not a historian. <laughs> you you solved my riddles. Uh, you know, uh, it's... It, I'm not a historian. I completely agree with you is that like this is a big reset after All Out in a lot of ways. I mean, we saw like how the ratings are doing. We You know, this show's not selling out, but they also raise the ticket prices. So what do you, what do you expect? Um, I imagine there's still... I imagine it's still going to be a million-dollar gate. Um, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, it, it is like a, basically a whole nother pay-per-view fleshed out over the course of two days. So I'm excited for it. We got a lot of stuff to get to it. So let's start talking about that show. Let's start off first, uh, AEW all Atlantic title match, Pac versus orange Cassidy. Uh, we saw a little bit of, 
uh, out of character energy from Orange Cassidy during this build a little bit uh, with Superman punch into the jaw out of nowhere, but doesn't matter. We're going to have a good match here. Uh, these guys have a weird amount of really good chemistry. Uh, Pac is also playing a face kind of a little bit. So I wonder, you know, I wonder how that's going to shake out, but I'm interested. He could switch whatever he wants. Yeah. I agree. I agree completely. So how do you feel uh, about this match? Uh, one, Pac should win. Um, it would be wrong if he didn't. Mm-hmm. Two, this would be really good. Should be really good if if you're which you shouldn't if you have the world title main event thing you know like a normal company yep uh, I think this could be a great opener for the show um, you know great action back and forth even though you probably should start with the acclaimed honestly because um, everybody loves the acclaimed you know easy <laughs> um, but this should be a great match it's it's as good a mid-card title match that we've had in um AEW in a long while yep so i'm looking forward to it yeah this definitely feels uh big time and i, I like that you brought up as the biggest mid-card title in a while tnt title not being defended this this week uh weird do you th- i guess because he's teaming with joe yeah but do you think that this is just this is a out of the ball pitch. I don't know if this is true at all. I'm I'm still processing it all. Do you think they are sort of even playing fields TBS All Atlantic or are they kind of moving the All Atlantic title up and ha- moving the TNT. T- T- yeah, moving the TNT title down sort of a um, and well, that's I mean, the hierarchy. You... I don't <laughs> Well, it depends. Do they want to do? They want to tarnish the legacy of Cody Rhodes. Um, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> they could. Yeah, I guess maybe they hate that AEW is not as hostile when he was around, um, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, just to think about. But yeah, I I know I I could see them want to at least make them even. Yeah, because listen, the Atlantic's a better looking belt. Uh, the Atlantic's a cooler belt and a cooler idea. And it, it, here's what it, the TNT title at one point was to be like the work rate title. Yeah. Like that's what Cody kind of established it as. Yes. I'm saying Cody for work rate, but he had really good open challenges every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Darby had some good matches. Miro was a good champion, but really when Miro became champion, I feel like it did shift a little bit. Um, and I think the Atlantic can become the work rate title now, mm-hmm. and the TNT can kind of be like that chip that future guaranteed main eventers get. While the Atlantic should be a title where maybe people that have long deserved a belt, like an Orange Cassidy, like a Pack, yeah, that's what they win and they'll travel with it. Mm. I think that's the best way to establish it. Because, you know, Wardlow makes a lot of sense to win the TNT title. He wouldn't make sense to win the Atlantic in the way I think they're booking it. So I think evening them out, but making them kind of serve different purposes makes a lot of sense. I see what you're saying. It's sort of a U.S. intercontinental title division. Yeah. So, like, uh, it's hard to, like, go with those because obviously they are different yeah 
and like it's hard to find a comparison but because like there's not really a comparison for it like i can't even use stardom's titles um i because those are just so unique but we talked about that's a good we talked about that last i think they didn't really have like a mid card sort of right so it's I, I guess it's unique that we even have this conversation to begin with because I think it is taking shape. But if you establish this All Atlantic title as the work rate, mm-hmm. and the other one more so as the big like, these are our main eventers, aka like when they probably do Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs, you're like, yeah, this makes sense. Like I could see Ricky Starks more so win the All Atlantic rather than TNT. If that makes mm. sense with this idea. That's interesting. Yeah, but you know, just really know. just a thought, I guess. But uh, yeah, no, this I think this match should be pretty good. They've had pretty good matches in the past. Uh, I loved their first match. I love the first match. This match will not even be similar to no, the first match. It, it can't be. It can't be. Orange uh, Cassidy has changed so much since then. That's also when he was still like fresh. Yeah, he was freshly squeezed. Now he's like pulp. He's pulp. Pulp Orange. Yeah, what a nickname, Pulp Orange Cassidy. Uh, pulp. Let's move on to next match. AEW Interim World Women's Title Four-Way Match. Tony Storm versus Serena D versus Athena versus Dr. Britt Baker DMD. This match came about uh, following a tag team match between Storm and Athena versus Baker and Deeb. Uh, Deeb pinned Tony Storm, but despite that, we're still getting a fatal four-way. Uh, kind of a weird... It, yeah, it's not really Athena good Athena just lost there. the TBS title match mm-hmm. like in four minutes. Yeah, it's it's sloppy booking, I think. But otherwise, I think it's the, it's the women's division booking. <laughs> Afterthought booking. Uh, yep. They yeah. didn't know that Hikaru Shida was going to Japan. So they still booked the match. And then they said, ah, shit, we got to do an injury angle again. What? Again for this person. Again. So, no. I, eh. My. OK, Toy Storm twin. Yeah, but. Hopefully they continue the Jamie Hader thing because it was kind of weird how they did it because like people want to cheer for Jamie Hader. Yeah, so it appeared my reading on that is they they want to keep Hader as a heel, but then turn Baker face. That is the complete wrong way to do it. I I agree. Now Jamie Hader should be beating Jay Cargo. Ooh yeah. There's no one else that makes sense. That'd be pretty good. Like try well, what try about to this? name well, someone else that makes sense. Britt Baker, and then Ugh. and then hold on. I'm so sick of Britt Baker. And, I don't want her winning anything. And then, J- uh, Jamie Hader beats Britt Baker. But Jamie Hader gets a bigger win by beating Jade Cargill. I agree. And then and then you can have Britt challenge Jamie Hader, and that works still. Yeah, yeah. Because then at that point, it, I it, fully it, expect them it, to give Britt Baker that accolade in your <laughs> dream scenario. In your dream scenario as well, Britt Baker's heel, so then that would, would work naturally. Yeah, well. my dream scenario: Jamie Hader's the baby face because that's what people wanted. They wanted to see her win. Yeah, uh, were you for, like, is people forgetting that people want to see her win? No one else, not Tony Storm, not Hikaru Shida. They want to see Jamie Hader win. Yeah, don't don't make this difficult. Yeah, I don't know. I she can still have that like rebel mentality where everyone's her enemy. I think that works. The anti-hero sort of yeah idea. Like yeah. oh, I don't I don't like anyone. Pa- That's fine. The, the Pac face mentality yeah, of like much, yeah, pretty much. 
Uh, no, I agree. I, I think this match should be pretty decent, pretty decent to good. Uh, you know, I thought the tag match was pretty good. Um, it was fine. People like to talk up those matches like there's some amazing thing. I'm kind of sick of it. Well, I, I'm not saying they're amazing. I think of, I'm not saying you did. I'm yeah. saying people do. I know. I'm not saying that they're amazing. I think that they was good. You know, it, it was totally good. It wasn't like fine or bad. It was good. Um, you know, it wasn't great or anything. Uh, but for I think for the women's division and where it's been uh, as kind of late, but where it's been in the past, I think is a really good match for that division to have. Uh, this match, I don't know what it's going to be like. I think it could be pretty good. Um, you know, you can hide some stuff from people. You can do it's four ways, so you can do no disqualification, kind of in a sense, right? Um, so. Jamie Hader can be involved, do something with Britt Baker, cost Britt cost Brit, Brit Baker the chance to win the title. Um, I that's, think... That'd be smart. I feel like that's probably what they're going to do based on what happened at All Out, which would then, if that happens, that would then imply more, maybe, that they're trying to make Jamie Hader the heel. But if that happens, the crowd will probably cheer for Jamie Hader. Uh, so <sighs> I don't know what will happen there. So it's very interesting. The double-edged sword, I guess. Yeah, we'll we'll find out what happens here. But we're both thinking Tony Storm, so I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. AEW World Tag Team Title Matches. Speaking about title changes, Swerve Our Glory, Keith Lee, and Swerve Strickland versus Bowens and Max Caster. Uh, fantastic tag match between uh, Swerve Our Glory and the Lucha Bros in this past Dynamite. I fully believe that was going to... The plan was for that to be the Grand Slam match, and then they rearranged some things and obviously put in uh uh the acclaimed here in this spot undoubtedly everyone's been saying it the acclaimed should win this match uh you know i don't i i was the person saying that they shouldn't have won the titles of the pay-per-view uh but here they should they should totally win the titles here now um i'm slightly nervous that they might do heel heat stuff but this is aew they don't typically do that especially in kind of a hometown for the acclaimed uh, so I, I fully expect the title change here for the acclaimed and deservedly. So they've been putting great work recently. Everybody loves the acclaimed. Mm -hmm. It's time. Uh, I think, I think this is better for everyone because now you can go to Swerve versus Keith Lee, right? Keith Lee hasn't really shown the heel tendencies as much. He's just kind of been like, Oh, all right, you're booing me. Yeah. I'll wrestle through it. I'll be the powerhouse. Swerve has. Swerve's great at it, right? That that fits Swerve and what he does. Mm -hmm. So I think everyone benefits, actually, from this. Because, listen, those two are too good to be a put-together tag team right now. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, and you need them, I think, as contenders for all the titles, right? Yeah. So I'm uh, – I'm happy that they're going this way with them. And like I said, everybody loves the acclaim. And, and who knows? Maybe, you know, may, you know, it's it's like they're doing the basketball thing, right? Where they, you know, that's what Swerve and Our Glory is. They're doing the basketball Lakers thing. So, you know, trades happen as well. You know, maybe, uh, I don't know, Swerve want to trade out Keith Lee and bring in a different kind Top of... Top dollar. I was going <laughs> to... God, he's. I was good. I had a whole bit plan. You ruined it. I was gonna say that he should bring in a different pup 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 powerhouse. That's what I was <laughs> gonna say. Good. 
Uh, but yeah, no, I think it's a tile switch here. I don't think you, you do anything else. If you wanted to put it off and wait to the pay-per-view and use that to sell tickets, I think that might be harmful um, yeah. to, for the acclaimed. Uh, and the pay-per-view is not happening until November, so you have two months to wait for that. It's so. now or never. I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, you can have whoever beat them. It doesn't really matter down the road. I don't even think their title reign needs to be long. No, I think they should win it and lose it's all about the moment. full gear. I think, and then lose that full gear. I think that's totally fine. Um, and then do you think, uh, we also get a, the first Mex caster rap after the media scrum. Do you think we're going to get references? Nah, I don't think so. I think, uh, Max caster, maybe a brisk one, like nothing too, too bad, but I could see like a little jab. Uh, uh, something we're about like bury you like CM Punk in the media scrum. Good luck rhyming scrum or something. You're 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 um, you're oh you kiss my bum. <laughs> both of you are bums. Kiss daddy bum, daddy uh, ass. Uh, something about uh, how. Uh, all right, we're not rapping. This is over. Uh, no, I I had one. I had one. We lost it. We lost <sighs> it. It's over. It's over. We lost it. We lost it. I I believe you. If it comes back, just say. It's still there. <laughs> I never. Say you gotta say. Oh, well, you gotta say it. Now. I was gonna say something about how uh, uh, you guys are worse than Barbie and Ken. Uh, we would we would beat you eight out of ten. That's what I was gonna do. Uh, Ring of Honor World Title. Anything? Any thoughts? Thoughts? Anything? God damn it! I'm not a good rapper. You know. I didn't expect you. To <laughs> Ring of Honor World Title match: Claudio Castagnoli versus Chris Jericho. This match sort of came out of nowhere, almost, but it's like, oh man, looking on the on the paper, it's pretty saucy. I gotta say, have yourself a match, huh? Yeah, it's really just out of nowhere. Chris Jericho's like, you know what? I we've been feuding all this time of BCC. You know what? I want that Ring of Honor title. I'm like, all right, I'm in for it. So, uh, I definitely not getting a title change. That would be insanity if there is a title switch here uh but yeah Claudio. i would change the title because <laughs> you want the insanity i want the insanity i think giving chris jericho the accolade of ring of honor world champion is insane mm-hmm. i also want him to throw that belt in the trash um <laughs> and debut the new ones with the new logo yeah um that's really bothering me that all the belts are different really does like they're all different. They all have different logos. It looks so stupid. I'm sorry. It's just the truth. Um, no, nah, Claudio should win, but I mean, did you see that uh, Fozzie canceled um, shows because of a Chris Jericho injury? And I was like, this, this really? is, what is wrong with this guy? He keeps wrestling. <laughs> really? I think it's his voice. Mm, that, I, that... I think he heard his voice or so. Well, he also had the uh, nose issue, right? So maybe that breathing yeah, and maybe. all that stuff. I don't know. Well, he keeps going. <laughs> he keeps going. Um, I, I mean, I would say put it on Jericho. Uh, I like the idea of putting on Jericho simply because Cesaro was rated as 141 in the PWI and Jericho's 22. So uh, that, to me, would mean that... Oh, the John Moxley's fucked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, I think I think Claudio should win, but it's a great big win to give him. Yeah, I, I completely run, agree. Which is awesome. Completely which is agree. really, really awesome. Like, you're going to go down and you're going to see a Ring of Honor world title reign with 
Chris Jericho as a as a uh, challenger. That's really cool. Yeah, and it's a big it's a big win for Claudio. It's a good win for his also, career. Really weird that Claudio's entire run in AEW has been like promos on Rampage. And then yeah, that's true. And the Rampage has sort of become a Ring of Honor territory. I've seen it? people be like, "Oh, I'm so happy he gets promo time." And I'm like, I I don't want him to get promo time. I just want him to wrestle. I, yeah, right. I I watch him to wrestle. Yeah. It is, they are turning, actually, I thought about it. They are turning Rampage into a Ring of Honor territory, right? They have TV title matches, world title matches. Cesaro's on there almost every week. Uh, they're really doing, like, Ring of Honor stuff over there a lot. Except for in Buffalo, I guess. Then they have to do a uh, title switch there. But, uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, Claudia should win here. It's undoubtable here. It should be a good match, though. I, I believe it should be a good match. AW World Title Grand Slam Tournament of Champions final match: Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. We've already sort of talking about it, you know, uh, bringing it back to the Revolution match of twenty. Was that this year, twenty twenty two? I think it was. I think it was. Yeah. Um, uh, that match was fantastic. This match should be, I feel like, even better. You got a world title on the line. Uh, John Moxley uh, coming in here. He doesn't have time for any of this. He wants to go on vacation. He, he has no interest. No, he has interest, but he has no, like, you know, I got I got better stuff to do sort of thing. Ment- feeling about him. Brian Danielson coming in, great wrestler, but seemingly going to come in injured now after his match of Jericho. Oh, if a hurt foot. Love to see how Moxley handles that. Uh, how do you feel about this match uh, coming up on Wednesday? Um, It should be... I think it can reach the levels of, uh, I won't say Danielson versus Omega, but I will say right below that. Mm-hmm. I think it can be special. It can be, it can be AEW's match of the year. I don't doubt that for a second. It has that ability, right? Mm-hmm. Big atmosphere, big stakes. Yep. Two of the best in the world. Already previously Blackpool put on combat a- club. Yep. One-on-one. Previously already put on a fantastic match. So there's the Brian Danielson selling the leg, <laughs> selling the leg, baby. We're getting some limb work. Yeah, um, baby. This should be, yeah, it should be excellent. I can't wait for it. Um, and Brian Danielson should be walking out as the AEW world champion. Previous match rated by Dave as 4.75. Also, I, I firmly believe this. I think you should be, um, you should go into a Moxley MJF feud and put off MJF's title challenge for a little bit longer. I completely agree. I think and use uh, use use it as two things, right? You use it as Danielson World Champion ratings draw over here, MJF ratings draw over here. Yes, this together might get you bigger ratings, maybe, they'll but meet, this can give you lit down. Yeah, the whole thing that Tony Khan does is he wants to, instead of one pop of big ratings, uh, he wants to sustain, sustain sustain ratings throughout the show. So MJF and Danielson doing two different things would be a good idea. MJF Moxley, that can be the pay-per-view match. That can maybe be for the buy-in ship. I don't know how this whole thing works. We're seeing it how it works in real time. Maybe it's a, do you think they're going to treat it like a cash-in? Uh, uh, and no. do some sort of cash in after this match? No, because I think I've seen enough people scared that would happen. Yeah, that they wouldn't do that. 
I think it's also foolish to do it as a cash in. If Tony Khan loves ratings so much, you announce when he's cashing it in and use that as a ratings draw or a pay per view draw. You know, you don't right. do it suddenly and lose a ratings pop like a potential world title change. So I, I don't think that's that's gonna I don't think that's a good idea. Um and I don't see that as Tony Khan doing something like that. Also it's WWE and you know, just change it up by doing a Lucha Underground style, the Gift of the Gods title. So do that where you announce it the week before or something like that. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh but no, this main event should be fantastic. I'm super excited about it. Uh I would have loved if Moxley like squashed Sammy Guevara leading into this so that you have the ability to tell the story of Moxley squashing fools going into it and then Jameson going into it injured and then playing that out. I think that would have been fun. fun. Um, but uh, alas, I think that we're still going to get a good match nonetheless, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, AW Rampage, Grand Slam Rampage, Grand Slam Page. There we go. Tag team match. Eggman Page. Grand Ram Slam Paid, Adam Page. Jericho Appreciation Society, Angela Parker and Matt Menard versus Hook and Action Bronson. I uh, I feel nothing for this match. You feel nothing for this match? But Action I Bronson? I feel nothing. But Action Bronson? I feel nothing. He's a rapper? He's a chef guy? That's great. Chef? Yeah, he uh, yeah he was a chef before he became a rapper. Oh, fun fact! Actually, uh, aren't if, we all? <laughs> aren't we all rappers? Aren't we all chefs before we become rappers? Yeah, he's a he was a chef before he became a rapper. Uh, you're you're a chef. Yeah, uh, it should be a fun little, you know, tag you don't match. Have to lie. No, I mean I'm not lying. I think it's gonna be a fun. Five minute, seven minute tag team match. Pop yeah. the crowd. See Action Bronson do a suplex or something, yeah. or dive off the top rope. I feel like that's something you would want to do. And then uh, yeah. Angela Parker and Matt Menard, who are good, doing good stuff. So I think that'd be fine. Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Guevara. The match that would have been at All Out, but got delayed due to a uh, backstage interaction. Uh, it's now happening here at Grand Slam. Uh, thoughts on this match? Look at them putting over their differences to put on a money match. Well, this isn't a money match, but you get my point. I was trying to make I was trying to make a point about Kenny Omega and CM Punk, but <laughs> whatever. Um, no, this would be good. It should be it should be weird because obviously, like, they're very different wrestlers they very different styles but uh if they can work off their real life feud at one point it should be uh i think it could see expectations yeah i think this is just another match in the bcc saga um versus js saga um completely agree you know will they play into that maybe i could see them playing into the sort of backstage interaction stuff i don't know how you do that um I guess we'll find out maybe. Well, you know what they say. Everybody loves the acclaim. Yeah, I guess I guess they do. <laughs> it appears they do. TBS title match, Jade Cargill versus Diamante uh, happening at Rampage Grand Slam. Uh, 
Do you think suspect a title switch to Diamante, who hasn't been on AEW television since December of 2020? No. Yeah. Should be good. No. Uh, why would? It, why should I have any belief that this should be good? That's fair. Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks. All right, now let's get into the meat of things. <laughs> let's get let's get into some good matches. Uh, there's no way this match is going to be another squash right there's no way i would i if it was i would happily welcome it that would be hilariously awesome uh but i doubt it that would be crazy but i highly doubt that's gonna be the case uh ricky starks feels like he's gotta win this right (laughs) sure feels like he has to Mm -hmm. but uh i don't know there's something about hobbs Something about Hobbs right now. Yeah. He just feels he feels big. It feels like Ricky can lose and not lose an ounce of fandom mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I talked about this with someone recently. It's like you know you know how like the Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins feud, like Cody Rhodes won all three matches. Yep. Yet Seth Rollins still benefited from it. I which to be fair though, Cody was also injured on the third one and that never came. He back. was, but I still think but Rollins yes, but yes. caught fire in a lot of ways I despite agree. despite losing mm-hmm. um all three matches, all three major matches. Um I'm not saying to have Ricky Starks lose three matches. Yeah. But I'm saying he can lose this match and still catch some sort of fire from it. Um, I kind of expect them to go 50-50 booking, but yeah, it'd be it'd be cool if they just had Hobbs beat him again. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think the idea is obviously the storytelling here is that Ricky Starks is trying to prove to Hobbs himself that he is not a loser. The reason why Hobbs broke up with him uh, as a tag team, um, so it it is you have to prove it to Hobbs. He'll prove it to all of us that he's not a loser. Um, if he loses again would it be doubling down on a story that's already gotten proven maybe I think it's possible you do a third match but I agree I think it's 50-50 then you do a third match down the line Ricky Starks wins that one Um, and then you know all the more reasons from there I also like the idea however by of Ricky Starks never able to beat Hobbs there's something about that that I really enjoy um, but you know, we'll ultimately see if that ever plays out. But no, either way, I agree. Yeah. I think Ricky Stark should get the win here. It definitely shouldn't be a squash. I don't think Ricky squash Ricky squash is squashing Hobbs. Uh, no. so unless, uh, he unless he like cheats or something. No, and I don't think Ricky would do that. His character would do that currently. I think it's all about getting the dub, as the kids say. Uh, we also have a singles match here: Ray Phoenix versus Jungle Boy. Uh, I feel like these guys have wrestled before in a singles match, and it was pretty good. I don't know why I think that. They haven't? Why do I think that? Was it a tag they match, maybe? The, they said it was the first time ever. So Then maybe it was a Lucha it was Bros. A tag. It was a tag. Yeah, Lucha Bros. versus Jurassic Express. But if I recall from that exchange why I'm remembering it, it probably was pretty good. So uh, I imagine it's going to be, again, pretty good here. Uh, who do you have winning here? Jungle Boy? I feel like he almost has to get the win. I don't know. Why would I ever expect Jungle Boy to win? 
I agree. And I'm <laughs> I'm the Jungle Boy hater around here, but it's like I don't know. I mean, Ray Phoenix is a guy that could eat a loss, I think, here in this moment. Yeah. But it's also it's be also, weird. It's also Jungle Boy. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I I, I feel like they're gonna, I don't know. Christian's going to be out <laughs> for eight to nine months. So you need C- Jungle Boy to do something else all of a sudden. You know, so it's. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do with Jungle Boy. You got to do something for sure. Yeah. Um, he he kind of feels like he's in trouble no matter what. Yeah, it, it feels like he has to win here because he lost against Christian and he lost so much heat or love or whatever immediately against Christian. So it almost feels like he has to get it back by beating Jungle Boy or beating uh, Phoenix. He has so little momentum yeah it's not like you couldn't have less momentum than this this jungle boy fella um yeah he seems like he's in trouble yeah i i don't know why they had christian beat him (laughs) don't understand why they had christian beat him knowing that christian was gonna be out for eight months six eight six eight months it's it's mind-boggling yeah it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Now Jungle Boy is kind of just screwed, I feel like. And we're going to he's he's literally on the hamster wheel now. Uh and it's <laughs> more so than he already has been, but it is just, just funny to think about. Yeah. Jungle Boy, baby. I'm telling you, so th- I'm telling you, Jungle Boy weakest pillar of the AEW pillars, I guess. Um I disagree. I think Sammy Guevara is fucking so so beyond gone someone i believe it was a uh, garrett kidney tweeted that sammy this Guevara, is like the worst battle between these two but i know it's like who's more useless so <laughs> garrett kidney tweeted out something about how sammy Guevara is the dolph ziggler of aew oh my god <laughs> uh i don't know i liked dolph at one point didn't we all like sammy at one point i never liked Sammy. all right I also I try to think of who what the comp for Jungle Boy is, and I came up with Apollo Cruz. Oh my god! Don't just bury the poor fella. <laughs> well, I feel like I've done that significantly. Let, let me just let me just go get um. Let me just go get the shovel for you. Yeah, and uh, you can bury him. I'm more than happy to. Uh, and then we have the. Probably maybe the main event, probably the main event. Uh, no DQ match, Darby Allen and Sting versus the House of Black, Brody King and Buddy Matthews. Good to see that they're continuing the House of Black name with Brody King and Buddy Matthews. People are all concerned that they would immediately break up. No, just keep them around. You know, if if Malachi Black, what he says is on prestige is correct, it's a see you later, see you down the road, there's a good chance that he's going to be back. So why break up the name? Um, so we'll see how that goes. But Darby Allen staying here, of course, is going to be a win. But the real question is, what is the what high thing is Sting going to jump off of? Uh, I, I um, uh, it should be it just I just know it'll be a great match because mm-hmm. Sting and Darby Allen they have some of the most exciting matches. Um, and then these two, you know, Brody and. Brody and uh, that was the guy's name. Buddy, Buddy. Murphy. Brody Buddy and Buddy. Murphy. Buddy Matthews. Sorry, Buddy yeah. Matthews. 
uh, they're they're solid. So I I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it should be totally solid. I mean, we saw what Brody and Darby can do, especially in an ODQ setting, the coffin match. So that should be good. We can see we saw what Sting can do in a wild and crazy brawl kind of match. Uh, I think it'd be foolish to think it will be any different slash any. It's Dubiotic. Jesus. Yes, guys. Jungle Boy got me. Jungle Boy got me. Jungle Boy got you the snooze button. Um, uh, well, as AEW uh, Rampage uh, is Rampage. So wait, what time is Rampage? By the way, ten is that ten p.m. again this Friday? Two hours this Friday at ten p.m. I know for a fact I'm not watching. Ram- I watched Rampage live last year, and I could I had no feeling in my entire body about Homicide showing up in the this main is event. Rampage, babe. Uh, so if it's if it's that again, I'm not going to be jazzed, I guess. But we'll uh, see what happens, I guess. I can't even see. <sighs> if I yawn again, I'm going to kick. I'm going to scream. This is ridiculous. Hold on to it. Um, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm also seeing here that. Is that just when the show is on air? This says show starts at 7 p.m. Uh, I think it's just for the dark tapings and stuff. Okay, never mind. Um, you know, so Rampage, Grand Slam happening this Wednesday. I'd say get into it. Should be a very good, I think all of them. I think every match, I don't think there's a stinker of a match here, really. I mean, Jungle Boy Ray Phoenix is still kind of like, what the, who the hell cares about it? But I think it's still gonna be a good match. Sure. Uh, I think there's just a lot of stuff here. I think if I was Jungle Boy, I would be belt, you know, not belted up, but, uh, start go looking for that all Atlantic title, start being a work rate guy. Uh, maybe against Phoenix, maybe that's the maybe that's the move. I don't know. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But let's talk about Impact Victory Road. Uh, like I said, it is a Impact Plus show happening September twenty third, which again I believe is this Thursday. Uh, I'm wrong. It is this Friday, September twenty third. Uh, Scotty, uh, I sent you the, the events of what the card is. Um, I figured you might want to run down the show and I'll give you the thoughts and everything because your boy watched nine episodes of impact to prep for, uh, this, uh, review preview for impact victory road, nine episodes. Uh, I watched uh, did I did I need to watch that? Of course, I got a job to do. Did I watch the last episode, the Go Home Show before it? No, it hasn't aired yet. Did I watch the show previous? No, I haven't. That was the one I missed. Uh, but I watched nine. It was like uh, nine shows, about five matches a show, probably forty-five to fifty matches I watched over the course of two days. So Impact, and can I say this, Scotty? Impact Wrestling Television, pretty good, pretty good. There's some, you know, every once in a while you get like a squash. Every once in a while you get a, a little stinker of a match. But they've also had a lot of really good three and a half, you know, three and a quarter, you know, a lot of three plus star matches. Uh, no four stars on TV, but otherwise, uh, you know, pretty good television, I got to say. I would I would recommend watching Impact Television. It's been pretty good as of late. So that's my... No, I'm good. That's my recommendation. But yeah. If you don't want this, to, uh, I get this it. card's terrible. This card, it's not a great card, is it? It's not. It a had good... potential, but it's awful. It had potential for sure. Uh, they said, they said, they said, Mike Bailey will face a Ring of Honor, a former Ring of Honor 
talent. And they and they said and they said Jordan mm-hmm. Grace will face. Actually, this one's not bad. Never mind. I didn't see who it was. All right, yeah, that's a little okay. Uh, but no, this card's bad. They did say Jordan Grace would face a Masha Slanovich pick for pick your poison. Um, and I hyped oh. up the idea that it could be Jungle Kiona. Uh, it's not the Jungle Kiona. Not it is. It is a I guess a, another Joshi talent in a way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Way, All but, right, let's go. Let's go through this card because sure. the more I look at, it, the more I want to fall asleep. Uh, Tasha Steeles versus Killer Kelly. Hey, Killer Kelly, what's up? Welcome. Yeah, so Killer Kelly, she's been doing video packages did say, for a did while. Did you say Kelly Kelly? No, Killer Kelly. Okay. Killer Kelly has been doing a bunch of video packages. Killer Kelly. She debuted by beating up two OVW jobbers. Then she uh, destroyed one of them again in the following week's taping. She did a not really good match not really a squash between her and savannah evans uh and the idea here is that killer kelly sort of a mechanistic you know black widow-esque type character kind of uh against tasha steels who says you know this is you know what's tasha steels gimmick this is my my world this is my world and you're invading it so you know i'm gonna put you at the pasture, show you how I'm the best, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so I think this is also Tasha Steele's first match since that uh, against all odds show uh, against Jordan Grace, where she got dumped on her head. Uh, so, so good to see Tasha Steele's back. She is undoubtedly losing to Killer Kelly based on this stuff. But otherwise, Scotty, the match, uh, the match is not going to be that good. Uh, Killer Kelly is, I mean, they're just squashes, but she does not, look that good in on tv oh, uh i'm i'm at least i'm not into it uh it squashes so it's hard to tell but just her running and all this other stuff it's her her movements are just very awkward and it's just not the let she's exu- she's playing confidence she is not confident if that makes sense that's the best way i can describe killer kelly tasha steals is confidence so i want to see that matchup for sure but I don't think it's gonna be good. All right, let's get uh, let's get going. <laughs> Mike Bailey defends the X Division Championship against Delarius. Yeah, so uh, Mike Bailey uh, has been defending the X Division title pretty much every single episode of Impact. Uh, he has successfully defended it. I think I want to say ten times. I want to say ten times. Uh, and they are teasing the idea that, uh, or at least on television, one match, they are teasing the idea of him potentially beating Christopher Daniels all time record of 13 successful title defenses. Uh, if you put that together, this, if he beats delirious, that would be 11. He does another one at a taping that's 12 and 13 can easily be at bound for glory. Um, Unless, well, then you do 13, I guess, you tie it, and then Bound for Glory, you break it uh, at 14. Maybe that one's against Christopher Daniels. That would be fun. That would be a good one. You can get Christopher Daniels in here for that Bound for Glory match. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's, it's another match on the road to breaking the record for Speedball Mike Bailey. If you've seen any indie match with him, he's great. Delirious is a fool, but he is pretty good, I guess. 
Um, but Speedball has been fantastic. He's pulling out great matches out of Vincent. He's pulling out great matches out of Kenny King. He's pulling out great matches any, out of pretty much anyone on the Impact roster. Uh, so anyone, any indie event you've ever seen. So this is at a baseline, it's going to be a good match. So get excited for that. Are you excited about Delirious coming in? I'm not going to watch any of this show. <laughs> it's been uh, decided. It's been decided. Jordan Grace faces Max the Impaler one-on-one. Yeah, a little Impact versus NWA. Uh, and it is it is NWA. It's not Tokyo Joshi. It's not some random indie. It is Max the Impaler with Father James Mitchell, who is an NWA act. Uh, so you know Scotty's excited about that. He, you know, he keeps up with the NWA, Billy Corgan all day. Um, you yeah, know, I, I think Maxine Paler is pretty good. I mean, I don't know how you feel about Maxine Paler, uh, but I think uh, a lot of indie talents that are sort of out there, I think she's pretty good. I was seeing pretty decent stuff out of uh, Ring of Honor before it disbanded. Um, NWA, she hasn't been bad. I, I mean, I didn't see your Tokyo Joshi match. I figured you might have. Um, but uh, Jordan Grace, it should be, you know, Battle of the Hoss- Hosses. So uh, that that should be fun. Have you seen Have you seen her Tokyo Joshi match? No, I just know she ran through Palm Harajuku. I don't watch Palm Harajuku matches, so no, I didn't see it. All right. uh, but I just know she came up very well. Or they came up very well. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, very sorry on that. Um Maxi Pillar goes by they, right? Yes, they. Okay, so my bad. Sorry. Uh, Triple Threat Revolver. Winner will challenge for the X Division title at Bound for Glory. Wait a minute. I thought I thought Black Taurus won an X Division title match. Mm, I don't think so. I, I saw I saw something recorded where it said he won a whatever. Might have been maybe like a contenders match to get into this match, maybe. Yeah. Well, here are the names yes. uh, that are entered into it. Kenny K-I-N-G King, Laredo Kid, Alex Zane, Trey Miguel, I almost forgot his name, uh, Frankie Kazarian, <laughs> Black Tarus, Mia Yim, and the man we love to see, Yuya, you and Mora. This should be good. This should be pretty good. I don't know what a triple threat revolver is though. So So it is a kind is basically a triple threat match gauntlet match. So it's a triple threat. When someone gets pinned or submitted, another person replaces them in the match. So oh. it's a gauntlet oh, so style. It's not it's kind of messy. A little messy. It's triple threat. It's it's impact, so it's always a tiny bit messy with the matches. But it's basically a triple threat gauntlet match is how it's basically done. So, I mean, these guys are all pretty good. <gasps> Yui Yamura did a great job against Kenny King the other day. Um, and Trey Miguel, Taurus, Laredo Kid, Alex Zane. I mean, Kenny King, Frankie Kazarian coming in on the spot too from AEW. That's good. Mia Yim has a little beef with Kenny King. There's a little triangle here with hey, Kenny uh, King. Hey, how's your beef? Sorry. Mia Yim, Yui Yamura, sort of beef with Kenny King. So that should be good. Yeah, no. I'm ex- yeah, oh, they did my boy Kenny King dirty on Impact. They, you know, he won the X Division title over Speedball Mike ba- Bailey, 
But then some referee said that, oh, no, you didn't win. You actually held on to Maria Canellis's hands to have added leverage to get the win. And that it wasn't, you know, he wasn't on the ropes. It was just another person. I think that's totally Dude, fair. You're in way too deep. It's <laughs> He is Kenny K-I-N-G King King, Mice Man. Uh, all right. I got to um, recognize the king, recognize the crown, recognize the royalty. Rest in peace, queen. Moving on. Uh, Mickey James enters the Ric Flair road to retirement. As uh, if she loses, she retires, or for some reason. Um, she will be facing Giselle Shaw yep. in a match of the quintessential diva versus I don't know what Mickey James's nickname is. So there you go. Yeah, I think I just I just, I just knew Giselle Shaw's nickname. I really wanted to say it. Uh, they described it as the last rodeo for Mickey James. Uh, yeah, the I think the idea is. Uh, if I lose, I'm done, but I have to, I think I imagine if she wins the impact world title, she's going to stick around. So basically the idea is that she is reproving herself. I can't believe you watched impact TV to catch up to victory road. I did, man. I got to catch up to an impact television. And like I said, it was pretty good. I recommend we, we've been talking about it with the pay-per-views don't. And also, by the way, don't, don't be dogging on them. We talk about the shows, the pay-per-views, the stuff that we're watching. by far is their worst of the year. Is that on paper? On no, paper? It's going to be their worst. Yeah, that might be true. Uh, but no, yeah, I think, you know, the TV no has rede- been good. Usually the X Division match is the redeeming quality, and this time it's not the redeeming quality. I think it, it could be a sleeper. I think it could be a sleeper good. It's, it's Mike hilarious. Bailey. But it's Mike Bailey. Delirious isn't awful. He's just a gimmick, I, I think. You know, it's just I don't know. I, I the reason I wanted to also the also the reason I also wanted to watch Impact Television is because we were talking about how their pay per views and shows have been very good as of late. Uh, so I wanted to see if their TV lived up to that as well, and it kind of has. I mean, it's been pretty good. It's not as good, I think, as their big shows, but. I don't think you necessarily. So what you're saying is that you're you're saying you like Impact more than AEW. No, that's what you're saying. Definitely that, no, not. That's, exa- that's what you're saying. Everyone, Ryan is saying that he likes Impact more than AEW. Mm-hmm. Is better than AEW. Yep. And this is the show to go. He's he's walking the victory road. If I wanted to really anger Scotty, I would say that I like Impact more than Stardom, and that would just that would just make him. I'd just be the worst lie of all time. That would end the podcast right then and there. If you said that, you'd just be lying. Uh, I like yourself. I like Impact more than I like the NWA and MLW combined. Does that count? Does that work? <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so does everybody else. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Giselle Shaw, Mickey James. Uh, Mickey James back on the road to redemption. She beat Rochelle Rose. Uh, she beat somebody else. I forget who it was. And now it's Giselle Shaw. Giselle Shaw. Uh, her entire faction collapsed around her pretty much by Masha Slamovich. Uh, and so, yeah, it should be fine. I mean, it. I think Giselle Shaw is decent. Mickey James is obviously good, so I think it should be a good little match here. Nothing, n- nothing too wild. Nothing too wild about it, though. All right. We got Honor No More versus yes. what in the world? <laughs> versus the team of Impact World Champion Josh Alexander, Oof. Rich Swan, and Heap. Yeah. So, what? What do you? 
Another reason to watch television. Would you believe me, Scotty, if I said that the biggest beef that this, uh, the biggest annoyance that the Honor No More have had as of late has been Heath. Uh, and that is their biggest gripe in this six-man tag. Of course... Dude, I can't believe they're still going with the Honor No More thing. Yeah. Well, uh, Honor No More should also be said. Matt Taven and uh, Mike Bennett are the now tag team champions. So you also have the tag champions in this match. Eddie Edwards is challenging Josh Alexander at Bound for Glory next month. So there's also that. But Heath has basically been a nuisance in every Honor No More match for like a month, three months now or so, uh, like interrupting matches at the end, you know, distracting uh, on and more guys so that they end up losing, coming out of nowhere after they're celebrating and, and doing a little, uh, they're doing his finisher on them. Uh, so it's it's been interesting to say the least, but uh, yeah, their big gripe is with Heath here. Uh, and then maybe, maybe if the, if the six man, the good guys get the win here, We'll have Eddie Edwards, Josh Alexander at Bound for Glory for the titles. And then maybe it's OGK versus Swan and Heath for the titles. I don't know. Uh, well, remains to be seen, I guess. But uh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> That's the six man. Aren't you hyping ready for Heath, who has been, like I said, a nuisance for Ano no more. And I don't think there's any like stipulations where if they lose, they no longer exists or something. It's just basically momentum into bound for glory. The main event is a barbed wire massacre match as it will be Sammy Callahan versus Steve Macklin versus Moose. Yeah. These guys have been sort of feuding for a while now. Moose and Sammy Callahan have been feuding since Sammy Callahan returned. Macklin got involved at the, uh, the uh, against all odds pay-per-view that I was attending at. Uh, in that uh, Raven Clockwork House of Orange or whatever match, um, Steve Macklin got involved in that that match against all odds, and now it's sort of involved uh, into a three way, and now we're heading straight into a barbed wire massacre triple threat. Uh, Moose surprisingly fun at death matches. Uh, Sammy Callahan, you know, however you feel about him is however you're going to feel about him. He's either good, he's either great, he's either bad, and he's either slow. I don't know. He was good years ago, but I don't know anymore. Kind of past his prime, I would say. Steve Macklin, you and I love have been loving Steve Macklin on an impact. Um, uh, I think, you know, I don't know if you'll win here. Steve Macklin has been also pretty good against Sammy Callahan, so I'm excited about it. I'm excited about this. I think this is a solid main event for this sort of Impact Plus show. It's not a big pay-per-view or anything, but for this kind of show, hey, you know, solid little main event here. This show's bad. (laughs) I like how you don't have any other take other than this show is bad. No, because I'm upset. Why are you upset? You don't even want to engage in in discourse about the show. I, I legitimately gave Impact a lot of credit for putting together shows of interest. Yeah. And this one had potential and mm-hmm. it just sucks. On paper it sucks. It's so upsetting to me. Yeah. Hopefully Bound for Glory delivers. Yeah, Bound for Glory, uh they don't have like I said, they have the world title match announced of course. Um 
I don't think they have any other matches announced yet. I think it's just the world title match. I'm looking it up. Oh, they have Jordan Grace versus Masha Slamovich for the knockouts title. Yeah, which is something I'm looking forward to. Um, like I said, I would really love to see here, and I think it's certainly possible. Uh, Take a, me home. A Mike Bailey versus Christopher Daniels and a 14th to break the record. A little Tanahashi cool. Okada gimmick. <laughs> Not the same. Not the same yes. by any means, but uh, I think it's possible. It's Daniels, so it's per- certainly possible. That'd be a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, tag but, titles. But that's not happening because whoever wins that triple knockout, whatever the fuck it's called, is going to Bound for Glory to challenge. You're right. I totally forgot about that. That's awesome. <laughs> I did a whole get, whole part. Appreciate your happiness about it. God, I totally forgot about that. I had a whole so thing we'll in take, my head uh, and ignored we'll take the other Yuya, thing. Yuya, that could be good. Alex Zane? That could be good. Alex this Zane? Mo- this mother trucker tried to convince me that Delarius might be good. And he said it could be good if Yuya Uemura is in it. I, it's going to be better. I, it's going to be better. I, 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 just give me Black to Ruth. Um, who who is he not? Why are we still talking about Impact? I'm not done talking about Impact. Who is Impact's he? Impact's going into the NWA bid. It actually could be give me a better show. It actually could be Frankie Kazarian. Frankie, if you do Frankie Kazarian, then you also have the tie-in to Christopher Daniels. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> and then I still win. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd rather Christopher Daniels. I think the Frankie's, only Frankie Zarian has me blocked on Twitter. Yeah, I think the only person, the only people that uh, he has not defended the X Division title against have been Yuya Yamura, Frankie Kazarian, and Mia Yim. I am unsure about uh, Alex Zane, but I believe everyone else he's defended the title against. So I don't suspect that they'll do that again. Um, so I'm expecting Frankie, Yuya, or Mia, and I'm going to guess it's going to be Frankie. My money's on Frankie. There we go. Impact. Victory Road, again, happening. Impact Plus this Friday. That uh, deflated me, brother. I did. You got <laughs> deflated real hard. Let's see if we can pick it up for the Noah Grand Ship and Nagoya Pro Wrestling Love Forever dot two show. Uh, this two is a pretty big show. This isn't the Tokyo Dome show, the Tokyo Dome show for Kejimuto. This is just another one of his last matches. It's not until February. Yeah. February 21st, I think. Yes. But uh, we got pretty much every title being defended here as well. So let's go through the card. Let's start off with your... For the one title that I want the damn guy to lose. Which is? The GHC National. That's on the deck. I think it's the next day. I think you're right. But let's talk about the main event here. Uh, it is Kano versus Kaito Kiyomiya. Kaito, of course, won the N1 victory. Uh, so it is going to be Kaito uh, against Kano. I mean, what do we think is going to happen? We think Kaito Kaito is going to win the title, or is Kano going to have a successful defense? Um, I well, One, they had a great great showcasing in a tag match uh from earlier this week mm-hmm. that really really has me excited for this title match um i i think the story they're gonna now tell maybe i'm wrong is that he leans too much on the muto stuff mm-hmm. and we've been you, you and me talked about this and that's instantly his downfall in this match he leans on it too much 
instead of trusting his own stuff. And that's where he loses to Cano in the end. Yeah. Uh, this should be, it should be fantastic, truthfully. I mean, for me, it's going to be tough to become the Noah match of the year. I th- I think Keiji Muto versus Kaito Kiyomiya was legitimately like almost perfect in execution and the way they told that story. But if you're looking for just pro wrestling action, this has a chance to be special. Um, I would not have Kano lose. It's his first defense. Is it his first defense? I thought he defended uh-huh. it successfully before. Um, nah, because he went right into the end one. Yeah, that's that's also the other problem as well, is that you have Kano uh, almost looking past this match towards the Tokyo Dome show, saying that he wants to defend the title against Keji Muto. Um, so you have that as a potential story as well with Kano versus Keji Muto. So if that's the case, does this... You know, it's a conversation of every Kaito, big match Kaito, right? If Kaito every loses here, Kaito. if Kaito loses here, is this bad for Kaito? No, no. I, I Kaito is in a spot, right, where it's like he's he is their ace, so I don't know. He's such a you and me have kind of been through this. It's like really hard to talk about Kaito because obviously he's already been champion. He has a year long reign to his name. Yeah. But like it still feels like he's trying to get his first world title at the same time. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think it hurts him because if you do the Muto moves story and focusing way too much on that rather than being himself mm-hmm. it'll be okay be- but he should be winning this title he should be beating Kano it just shouldn't be now can I give you a uh, a fun little uh, dream dream scenario for Scotty Edwards for, for, for me yeah uh, for you sure so Kaito wins here Wins the title yeah. off Cano. Uh-huh. Poor Cano. Um, Keji Muto, though, still likes the idea of going for the title at the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> and, you know, he, he lost to Kaito Kiyomiya before, and maybe he agreed to it because he then challenges Kaito Kiyomiya for the GHC title and then beats Kaito Kiyomiya in his last match ever to become the GHC Heavyweight champion. How do you feel about that? Just do it. Piece of shit. Uh, that'd be amazing. I would, I would legitimately stand up and clap. <laughs> that's an all time. Uh, that's an all time Booker right there, Kenji Muto. Can, can, here's the thing about Muto, right? It's like I know people have their gripes with him, and you know he's earned. What? <laughs> He is probably going to sell with his retirement. He's probably going to have the highest ticket sales for a show next year yeah. in Japan. Yeah. And when I say probably, I mean, he definitely is. Oh, it's selling like <laughs> hotcakes, and they're even expensive yeah. tickets, too. They haven't even opened to the general public yet. Jesus Christ. It's only open to Noah Fan Club right now. And then Wrestle Universe members in October, and then the general public in November. That thing is going to, like, don't get me wrong. 
Wrestle Kingdom is going to sell great because it's back to one night. Yeah. But this show is going to be bonkers, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's going to be packed with just stars up and down the card. Really hoping Sting gets on there. Um, for obvious reasons. But yeah, I've, we've heard rumors that Kenji Muto is like asking like top stars that he's wrestled in the past yeah. to be on the show, which is great. Um, I I still think he faces Okada mm-hmm. to end his career. Yeah, but him winning the GHC <laughs> World Title that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be great for so many reasons like i i there's the one aspect of the show is already probably on track to sell out you really don't have to put them in a world title match to end it because no, i think you should put them in a singles match obviously. yeah it should be a singles match i agree okada would be great uh but it's like the fact that it's already his last match is already I wish, tickets i wish he had enough steam in his body left to do a muta match and the muto match on one show <laughs> i know he, i know he's gonna do the muta match uh the month before mm-hmm. but that would be so funny if he could have done that what if it was just muta versus sting one-on-one exactly yeah. like that would have been sick who wouldn't pay to see that i don't know that'd be amazing but that's but the point i guess is there is that they just both no sell everything <laughs> And then and then it ends via double countout. And they missed each other. <laughs> double countout missed each other. Yeah, it's... I'm gonna miss Keiji Muto, man. <laughs> I mean, the idea here is obviously is that you don't have to do a world title for Keiji Muto's last match. It's already selling hot like hotcakes. Doesn't you matter. Shouldn't. It, <laughs> you it, shouldn't. It doesn't matter what match it is. So just you can have put a. You know what would be sick, and I don't think this will happen, mm-hmm. if they got all three major companies to have a world title match on this show. Uh, so New Japan, all Japan, New Japan, oh, and Noah. That would be so cool. Three major uh, Japanese puro companies. Yeah, the IWGP World Title, mm-hmm. the GHC, and Triple Crown. Because listen, none of them are main event. And you're sorry. And you're saying that uh, Keji Muto is going to challenge all, all, all of the. Yeah, he's going to win them all. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna sta- stack them all. It's going to be a gauntlet match. He's he's going to get his own version of that Roman Reigns shirt of, of like punch him, stack him, pin him, or whatever, <laughs> and leave. He's going to have one of those shirts. It's going to be great. No, but I think I think this show has a lot of potential to be like just such a special show. Not the one this Sunday. Actually, the one on this Sunday is really good. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie to you, but um, that show has a chance to be really special. So I look forward to it. Uh, kind of plays into the next match to talk about here. Uh, I don't think there's much dis- discussion we have other than excitement about the match, and that is the tag match of Keji Muto, Keji Muto, and his best booking friend. Kazuyuki Fujita uh, taking on Masakatsu Funaki and Katsuhiko Nakajima. And people ask why Katsuhiko Nakajima is knocking people out. <laughs> get him in the <laughs> ring. Get him in the ring of Funaki. Because this, <laughs> this poor guy is about to walk into this match and get pinned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get power bombed by Fujita probably punted by Fujita and then he's going to take a shining wizard to lose. So I don't want to hear. Uh, no, it's fair that he shouldn't be knocking people out with his kicks. Yeah. But yeah, still, still. Yeah. 
this man has complaints <laughs> that are fair. <laughs> um, I can't stand Masakatsu Funaki, so that's tough. Yeah. He's like the only downside to this match. Yeah, but three out of four ain't bad. Three out of four ain't bad. I wish it was like Marafuji or something. Yeah. That would have been cooler. Um, but it should be pretty good. I'm looking forward to it. Muto in tag matches for the most part over the past couple of years has actually been really good because he can, you know, you can hide have him. to do everything. Yeah. He can hide. He can hide <laughs> from nonsense. Yeah. yeah. And Fujita is, you know, Ironhead's terrifying. <laughs> I love him. I love Fujita. Uh, GHC Junior Heavyweight Championship match. Unless he's world champion. That's correct. You don't. I don't. I hate him. Uh, GHC Junior Heavyweight Championship match. Hayata versus Yohei. Ugh. Yeah. I'm not going to watch that. There's nothing about the Junior Heavyweight division that excites me in any capacity ever. No. no I, don't um, know, I don't know how you fix it. I, I pitched the idea. I said idea this of, this week. They uh-huh. have Dragon Bane and Alpha Wolf wrestling each other on like every show mm-hmm. and they're putting up like near if not four star matches every time they wrestle Hot damn. and i'm like well I figure out a way for you guys to be different from everyone in your junior division you just go lucha yeah. these guys are great um ninja max super over yep um you're working with dragon gate now yep there's some there's some roads here but hayata versus yohei yeah yohei kick me in the face <laughs> I pitched it before is that I just put the title on Ninja Mac and then you can also, you know, defend it in the States and stuff. Like just put it on Ninja Mac. Why not? Why not? Who cares? He's I want o- it on he's Dragon over. Bane. Dragon Bane's sick. GHC tag championship match. Hideki Suzuki oh, beefy. and Timothy Thatcher versus Takashi Segura and Satoshi Kojima. Oh, this is my. the type of match we signed up for, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. Um, let's, this is big Noah Power Energy. Let's go, baby. Uh, they just gave Thatcher singles match against both these guys. Uh, the match with Segura was really good, but it was only 10 minutes, so like... It could have been even better. Mm-hmm. Um, the final stretch is really entertaining because they absolutely fucking each other. But uh, yeah, give. I need the Segura Kojima tag team title run. That's what I need personally. I know we're all make fun of the old guys, but when it comes to Takashi Segura, we stand Takashi Segura. This man is still a stud. Yep. This man's still the dude. Give him the belt. Give him, Give him all the belts. <laughs> Have him cash in on Keji Muto after his retirement and win the Triple Crown on WGP and GHC titles. Oh, man. Takashi Shigeru should be world champion again. Yeah, he should. Love oh, that guy. Love that guy. That's a good match. Big, big they got the rematches worth watching on the show so far. Yeah, pretty good stuff so far. Pretty good stuff. GHC Junior Heavyweight Tag Team title match. Uh, Yoshinari Ogawa and Chris Ridgeway versus Atoshi, uh, Atushi Koto, whatever. Uh, yeah, Seki Katoge. Yoshi Katoge versus Seki Yoshioka. Uh, again, I won't be watching that one. See our thoughts on the junior division earlier. Uh, it's just this Ogawa. It's just no one's exciting in the junior division other than Lucha guys. Basically. And Dragon Gate. When Dragon Gate dies. <laughs> Who's like, I think they're doing a dual show together. And I was like, oh, great. I mean, I don't care about any of the Noah guys, but that's awesome. Yeah. 
then we got a bunch of like six man tags. So I'll go through the six man tags and then quickly go through the rest of the card. Six man tag. We have Naomichi Marafuji, our boy Jack Morris, and El Hijo de Dr. Wagner Jr. It looks like Jack Morris is staying there a lot longer after the N1. Uh, versus Masato Tanaka, Masaaki Mochizuki, and Daiki Yanaba. Next. Nice nice little spot for Jack Morris there. Uh, Six-man tag match, Ninja Mac. Uh, it says Extreme Tiger, but that's not his actual name. It's That's the translation thing. Uh, what is his actual name? Not Dragon Bane. Is it Extreme Tiger? No. No, no, yeah. Extreme Tiger is a guy. Extreme Tiger is a guy. Ninja Mac, Extreme Tiger, Alejandro versus Tadasuke, uh, High 69, Hajime Ohara. Yeah, Ninja Mac should be good. Tag match, uh, Muhammad Yone and, uh, and Saito versus Kiyomiya and Inamura. Another tag match is Nasawa Rongai and Aita versus Yano and Fuji- Fujimura. And then. Uh, you say Yano? Uh, Yasutaka Yano. Not, not Toro. Okay. No, no. This is a, this is one of their young lion. Uh, I feel like oh, they call okay. it. All right. Yeah, you can just stop reading this card. It's okay. Uh, well, then the opening match was Manabu Soya and Daishi Ozawa. So uh, another young lion kind of guy here. Um, but yeah, um, uh, he the the young lion here, the o- Ozawa made his debut on September fifth. So this will probably yeah, be his second or third match. Wow. Shout out to him. Yeah. But uh, I think this is a, a pretty big show. Nonetheless, you know, a lot of tag matches and stuff at the top of the card. So we kind of just ignore that the junior schmoz fest that everyone kind of bored about, but we got some, a really good tag championship match. Uh, there might be a Keiji Muto match and a world title match. It's definitely on the lookout for. There might be a better match that day, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, DDT Pro, the main event for the KOD title, yeah, is Kazusada Higuchi, who's excellent, by the way, if you've never watched him, uh-huh. against the one and only Kanosuke Takeshita. Also on Ooh. Wrestle Universe. So, Ooh. you know, you get both in the same place. Wrestle Universe. Just also, Stardom's live twice next weekend. Oh, Once yes. on Samurai TV with the best Cork and Hall show of the tournament. Mm-hmm. That's saying something. <laughs> and Stardom and Showcase Volume D. That should be good. That should be. There's a good and good wrestling next weekend. An, there's another Cosmic Rules match. So I don't. I don't know about no, that. No, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Suzuki versus Charlie Kids happening on that show though. That should be really good. Uh, yeah, there's uh, a lot. Know. There's a lot of good stuff coming up around the corner. We got uh, guys. Everyone that's listening, um, Ryan just learned that Suzuki was 20 years old. 100. Had no idea that Suzuki was 20 years old, and I just got dumbfounded. And I was like, "Oh, she's gonna be an all timer. She's like a Mako Sanamura of her generation. She's, you know, she's getting. She's there. an all timer. Yeah, Jesus she's Christ. Uh, pretty, pretty good. I'll, you know what? Because I'm a great guy, I'm gonna run through those stardom cards for everyone, and I want Ryan's reactions when he's i want i want to see his face all right when i tell him these cards i'm gonna start with starting with showcase okay, i'm just little... gonna move my microphone away and just yeah. stare straight so they have three shows next week stare straight friday, to the camera friday saturday sunday they got three shows is this a good look no it's terrible um, <laughs> this is and i think they all start at like 11 a.m okay i mean 11 11 p.m for us uh-huh. so that's electrifying for me is this good um 
All right, so uh, Starman Showcase. Uh-huh. Starman Showcase. We got. Uh, I, need, I need to hear this. For, I need to hear this clear, so I'm gonna have as much of a deadpan face as possible. Saya Ida versus Hanan. That sounds like a Ryan match right there. I don't know why <laughs> your face is so close. I, I, you want to see my face? No, I don't want to see your face anymore. I want to see your reactions. Please move back. I won't. I'm gonna. I'm going to leave the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave the chat. Okay. Um, Susan Suzuki versus Starly Kid, of course. Yep. Uh, yep. Ba, 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 ba. Uh, falls count anywhere. Azumi versus Ram Kai Chow versus Micah versus Mayu Iwatani. I don't know who that second person is. Well, she's not great, but the rest is good. So it should be fun. Yeah, should be good. Um, Momo, uh, in a hard, cool rules match, Momo Watanabe and Ruaka versus the team of Julia and Rina Yamashita. Yes, Rina Yamashita, the the uh, current GCW something something <laughs> ultra champion. violent champion, I think. Um, Cosmic Rules three way. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> Dan Nakano and Natsupoi versus Mina Shirakawa and Nagi Sayaka versus Saki and Hikaru Shimizu. That is all for that card so far. What is a um, what is a comic Cosmic Rules match again? It, uh, I think it's like. They they showed the rules and they're like you can use water or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was it was bad. It was bad. We don't talk about it. We don't talk about. It. Anyways, the uh, live Cork and Hall show, which is on Friday, much more exciting. We got Momokogo versus Saki. All right, I'm not gonna lie. I started off a little weak there. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I'm, uh-huh. I'm going from the bottom and then I'm building. I'm building. Uh, Saki Kajima versus Risa Sarah. All right. Azumi versus Koguma. Shuri versus Tam Nakano. So, first first main event quality match there. Hanan versus Suzu Suzuki. She's going to die. <laughs> Natsupoi versus Saya Ida. Mirai yeah. versus Starlight Kid. Saya Kamatani versus Mina Shirakawa. Okay. Mayu, I, I, think, I think that'd be surprisingly good. Mayu Iwatani versus Hazuki. Yeah, that should be good. <laughs> and Julia versus Momo Watanabe yeah, for baby. the first time. Yeah, baby. That's not a Cinderella match, so it's for the first time. Yeah. Can't wait for that. The mm-hmm. next, the day after that actually has Mayu versus Momo <laughs> and Julia versus Sayaka Watani and Utami versus Tam. <laughs> oh my god stardom is hidden it and then one week here. away from that is the final and well not only is one week away from that the final one week from away from that is also royal quest day one and day two. Oh yeah royal quest which has one match one well two matches now we got the fdr versus aussie uh, open well i meant i meant the fdr aussie open match yeah. i forgot the woman's match there's the woman's match on there for iwgp yeah, even women's like title. six feet tall is she yeah, someone told me that. I was like, what? <laughs> well, I guess alpha female is also probably super tall. Uh, I don't know how uh, tall she is. Yeah, sure. I just assume someone named alpha female is also over. Is it, I'm guessing uh, I'm guessing you never saw Jazzy Gabbard. I did see Jazzy Gabbard. Uh, she well, is 6'1". one person. So. I, I know, but I couldn't remember how tall she Big was. bitches. I haven't seen her in... I haven't seen her for a while. Three years, 2019. <laughs> so, All right, I get it. I get it. You, you, you're, you're perfect. Jesus. Perfect. 
Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we got a big week coming up. Uh, a lot of other stuff to talk about, obviously. Next a week, a lot of wrestling. Next week, a lot of reviews, a lot of previews, a lot of stuff to get into next week as well. You know, I want to ask the people something. I want to ask the people something from me to them. Sure. What is? I want to know what their favorite thing is that we do. Do you like our reviews the most? Do you like our previews the most? Do you like us just rambling on nonsense the most? Mm-hmm. Like. Like, is there a reason for us to bring for no, never mind. I say, is there a reason we might have to have NWA talk on here just so <laughs> I can just shoot on them? Because I'm willing to take the I'm willing to take the hit for the people. You're, I'm willing to take that hit. You you are. Now, don't get me now. Don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna watch it, <laughs> but I'm still gonna shit on. The, yeah, the, the NWA previews. I that's why I keep doing the NWA previews is because I feel like people like them. Uh, but if people don't, I won't. Th- I won't do them anymore. Yeah, but, uh, but uh, did you want GCW shit on? I could do that. Uh, did, could I want to know? Could, could we do that? Could we do that? I don't think I want to know what the listeners enjoy from us because we do a lot of stuff on here. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know we've been doing this for over a year. We probably should ask this question. <laughs> <laughs> instead of just guests but yeah. uh yeah 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 i i always like our reviews and i always like when we go off the rails so i agree i agree if you, if people agree then that's great then we'll just do that and if you want more nwa talk nwa hard times new orleans coming at you live if, never if you want 12th. more nwa talk ryan dexter starting an nwa podcast it's gonna be uh, on the ten dollar patreon tier it's gonna it's gonna be called hard times <laughs> will ryan make it through this and <laughs> And the answer, and the answer, will only be answered on the ten dollar Patreon. <laughs> a, a podcast called Hard Times, and it's just me hating, hate watching NWA Power. You know, it's gonna be, and the, and the art of it, right? It's gonna be Ryan sitting on a couch, looking absolutely fucking done, out of his mind. He's just gonna be like, and you're gonna ask. Is he gonna make it through? He's gonna hate watch. No, okay, so, he's gonna start well, hate watching for the people. The real problem is, Scotty, is that I watched nine episodes of Impact and I came away saying it was pretty good. If I, I watch a bu- gonna, if I, I watch a bunch gonna... if I watch a bunch of episodes of NWA Power, I might walk away with Stockholm Syndrome and say it's pretty good. What? We're not only gonna have you do that; we're gonna have you watch NWA USA. You're gonna be the only person reviewing NWA USA in the world, Scotty. What? should happen is i might get stockholm syndrome for watching nwa what should happen is scotty you should watch nwa and start a show on the ten dollar patreon tier called hard times uh that is you want to talk about hard times (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) i could never watch an nwa show i couldn't I couldn't I couldn't do it for the people. I'm sorry, I couldn't do it. If we get if we get five NWA sorry, if we get how many how many ten dollar Patreon signups do we need for you to do an NWA Hard Times exclusive review? Where you watch NWA Hard Times three, four, 20. whatever in New Orleans? Twenty ten dollars it's on the ten dollar tiers of the review. Yep. And I expect all the money. 
<laughs> I expect everyone in the Con Out Network to accept that they're not getting paid for it, and that I need it because I'm on the Times. If that's the case, <laughs> you heard it here, folks. People, join the ten dollar tier of the Con Out. You want to talk about hard time? Yeah. Ah. Well, then talk about. And I, I want you to do the review in a promo style like that the entire time. Just yelling. Oh, man. Oh, man. That would be fantastic. I would pay to that. I would 100% pay for that. Uh, I'm that's it for this week's episode. Ryan's of- going gonna to make 10 accounts. <laughs> himself. Just, just to make it happen. I'm going to drain my wallet. Uh, drain his wallet so that he can pay himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that you want to talk, talk about hard times. I do. I do. Uh, that is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. Thank you, everybody. Like we said, join the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash pod. That's the Patreon. Uh, if you do, if we get Patreon. enough get enough supporters on the Patreon, Scotty will do... Uh, a review, exclusive review audio of Hard Times Scott in New Orleans. Hate himself more than he already does. Yeah, that's the show title for for the people. <laughs> it's Ryan hasn't seen anything, and Scott E hates himself more. Uh, those are the two shows. <laughs> I don't think that's probably think that's a good idea, but uh, you know, but there's a good like we said, Ryan hasn't seen anything. Uh, that's a show that's on the five dollar tier. There'll be a new episode coming out this Monday. Uh, which is tomorrow. Uh, so go check out. It's on the $5 tier. Just join the $5 tier. I think this will be episode five. So if you join the $5 tier, you get all those old episodes plus extra stuff, extra content. So go check out that. Patreon.com forward slash count out pod. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Aids. You can follow Scotty at Scotty Wrestling. You know, it's funny you're doing all this. We still have a segment to do. We do have That's a segment like too. Very important for the show. It's like the most exciting part of the show. <laughs> oh, 100%. And I was just about to say, Scotty, speaking about uh, plugs, do you have anything to plug? And what was your match of the week? Match of the week. And I must add that we have made this apparent that one person will name one one person will name you this this is one of the few times that you and i know what we're going to say yeah so uh i'm going to say the just tap out tag team match uh tomoka inaba and awi versus micah and narai it is one of my favorite tag team matches of the year not in joshi not in you know Japan. Overall, the the crowd, the action. Yep. The, it was it was so fucking good. Yeah, I used I used the expletive. Dropped me. I'm a, I'm a badass. What? Ooh, scary. What are you a GC? Um, what are you a GCW it, wrestler? I know. What what am I? Kevin Gill. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um I I thought this match was so good in so many ways, right? You have the storytelling of Inaba and Micah, especially in their relationship and playing into that. You have one of the best crowds of the year, no matter what, where they were, they were on for this. And you had a match where Tomoki Inaba had the breakout performance we were looking for. Yeah, oh my no God. No one felt like a bigger star. Well, Micah felt like a huge star. And Mariah did too because of their stardom connections. But Tomoki Inaba was the star of this match. 
when she got the brain buster superplex from the top rope and the camera perfectly caught Micah reacting to the crowd and turning with her eyes shot. And you have Inaba getting up in like a out of like a zombie state and knocking her lights out with a kick. It was one of the best spots of the year in pro wrestling. Uh, Aoi was really good in this match. Mariah was so good. There's a moment where at the end when Mariah yells Micah to pretty much finish it off. And it's like a chills type moment. I think Jason Hodge, um, listener of the show, really pointed that out to me. So I went back and watched it again. He was absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, this, this was so good. It absolutely exceeded any expectation I had. Exceeded anyone's expectations, I'm sure. You know, I thought it would be good. It's like, oh, cool. They're having a showcase match. And, and of course, for those who don't know, this is a match where you had all four were trainees of Taka Michinoku here on his 30th anniversary show, which is really special and really cool. So everyone kicked ass in it, um, and Tomoki Inaba is a star in the making. Oh, 100%. This match, I wasn't planning on watching this match when I, I you know, I heard about the, the main event. I saw the card, and I was like, oh, that looks, well, that's a fun little spot. I'm Micah. I'm a big fan of Micah. Uh, I wasn't yeah. necessarily like, going out of my way to like wa- make sure to watch this. And sure. then I saw you raving about it, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta see it now!" If this is yeah. if Scotty's in love with it, I gotta see it. And it was great. Oh. Uh, Micah was fantastic in this match. Barai, like Micah was like Micah was a Micah felt like she was Utami. Yeah, Mikey <laughs> Micah was the best in the match, but the yeah. star was one hundred percent Anaba. Uh, I like I saw Anaba in this match. I was just like, "Holy shit!" How, I, t- I I I tweeted out as well. I think that was like, "How do we get Anaba versus Mikey in some sort of title match or something on Stardom?" Just unbelievably good, unbelievably great. You got to bring them in. It's it's fan. It was fantastic. Well, she is in. in Stardom. Yeah, she's in God's Eye. Is she is she Anaba? Yeah. I know. Yeah, I had no idea. She, she joined all- God's Eye at the last New Blood show. Oh. Well, she's like so, she's God's eye, but like independent, like how Saki is for now. Cosmic Angels, right? For now, mm, mm-hmm. she'll be signing soon. Just tap out isn't your forever home. That's true. I mean, <laughs> Micah was <laughs> Micah's forever home. Micah got out of there quick. Uh, Everyone gets out of there. Yeah, it was really good. This match was really, really good. I would definitely go out of your way to watch it. And it would have been it it it, it would have been the talk of this show. If the main event wasn't the main event, <laughs> which the main event, by the way, is my match of the week, which is the uh, El Desperado versus June Kasai death match in the main event. Uh, I thought this match was phenomenal. Uh, the st- I, I I could not look away the entire time. There was ne- you know there was moments where you know obviously you're freaking out. It's a death match again, jumping onto boards and stuff. But I thought that the storytelling of the match was very good. Um, I really enjoyed the promos afterwards. Also, were very good. Um, between uh Despy and saying, you know, I'll, I'll I don't care if I live or die in this match, and June Kasai saying, you know, it's not about whether or not you live or die in a match. It's that you fit, go into this match wanting to live again, and that's really put into this match about yeah. like just recontextualizes this match and this idea of that. Oh no, June Kasai is in there. He's He's fighting for his life, whereas Despy doesn't care, 
which, you know, you look at it and it's like, well, Despy didn't care. He ate so many bumps <laughs> compared to Jun Kasai. So many nasty bumps where Jun Kasai didn't care about the bumps because he's just trying to get to the end of it. Um, yeah. And it, it, it really was a really good match, really good storytelling and a death match. Jun Kasai is great. Despy is phenomenal. Uh, like, un- like if I had to give, like, so good. we don't do it for the count out year end awards, but if we did, like, an MVP award, I feel like it might be an El Desperado. Like, he's yeah. just underrated in his year. Uh, you know, so many other people that have been had great years, but his year has been under the radar really, really good. He's a serious contender for New Japan MVP. Oh, 100%. Um, well, I can totally agree with that. Le- he might be leading it, truthfully. Just with his his importance, I think, to a lot of like the he was the heartbeat of the um, best of the super juniors. Mm-hmm. He was champion, I think, coming into this year. Uh, I can look that up. I think he was. He might have been. He was going into um, be going into Wrestle Kingdom. Right, he lost to Ishimori, Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he was champion going into this year. Um. Uh, he has this match, which is just incredible. Yeah, I mean, like, El Desperado, and and by the way, like just the pictures that came from this uh-huh. and the, the gifts, the the scenes in this match where you just have a bloody ripped mask of Desperado, and he just feels like the biggest star. Yep. Like, I don't know how New Japan does anything, but capitalizes on this guy yeah um he he can do anything um yeah he had the yeah, re- this- the wrestle kingdom match against hiromu uh junior match against master wato which if i remember correctly was actually better than expected uh new yeah, japan the match with okada in the new japan cup yep the show uh lost the title against taiji shimori then the best of super juniors they ended up getting into the semi, you know, second, you know, lost to Hiromu in the finals, but a lot of great matches, a lot of good main events. John Moxley, uh, Music City Mayhem, that was pretty good. And then the Jun Kasai match here is this, uh, this for me is a top 10 match of the year. Yeah, I think it might be as well. Uh, I've seen some people call it one of the best matches they've ever seen. I've seen people call it their bona fide match of the year. And I understand anyone where anyone's coming from. I my best confidence, like I say, is top ten for me. Yeah. Um, it was it was fantastic, and it's going to win a lot of match of the year awards. I think at the end of the year, you know, when Voices Wrestling does their big one, mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm very confident it'll be in the top ten. Yeah, no, it's great because it came on a Just Tap Out show. Uh, yeah, and, and a death match show, and a death match match. It's a death you know? match, yeah. yeah. It, and by the way, it is the not 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 to say that death matches aren't like can can no, have the ability to be good or anything like that. It's just uh, you have maybe the I don't know I I don't know this, but one of if not the best death match wrestlers in it, with yeah, Kasai, <laughs> yeah, obviously, <laughs> but, you know, a master at it, mm-hmm. but. But shout out to your Joseph Death. Go, they got all the death match coverage yeah. there, so definitely go yes. check that out. Yeah, but the match um, definitely the match I was actually, fantastic. Has he reviewed this yet? Uh, Lauren, I don't think they have. Yeah. Lauren and Servino, I, will, I don't I think will, they have yet. I will need to 
listen to that. I'm interested to see. I'm interested to hear how Deathmatch fans walked away from it. Me too. Sure. They had, they put yes. up an interview with um, a Deathmatch legend on the uh, on Gorgeous of Death, so they didn't get a chance to do it last Tuesday, but hopefully they do on the next show. But I agree. You know, this match also changed my uh, wrestler of the year ranking significantly. Despy, went, I don't know where he was before, but now he's at number three of the year. He's had a hell of a year. Uh, it, it's literally, I have number five, Aussie Open, number four, Saya Kamatani, number three, Despy, number two, Okada, number one, Osprey. Wait, what was Aussie Open? Uh, number five. That's crazy. Yeah, I, it's it's Kyle Fletcher, Mark Davis tied for five, basically, but, you know, I'll, I'll lump them in as one, since they're basically, yeah. they're the same exact number. They're probably going to climb in a few weeks, too. Oh, yeah. You know, young bucks are seven, <laughs> number seven. So they're that's the, the they highest. Might, they might be AW. sticking there for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this uh, this was a hell of a hell of a. You know that it was funny because last weekend I was like, oh man, it's not that much wrestling on. Yeah. Then Monday comes around, and then you know everyone's talking about Despy versus kasai and then then i see some of the joshi people start coming out saying oh you need to watch this tag i had puro fans telling me i had to watch the tag and i was like well i was gonna watch the tag anyways but thank you for telling me but they're like no you have to i was like all right all right i'll watch it watched it it was fantastic yeah it uh it got it i i made it the focus of my fightful article of the week i made it the focus of my fightful podcast of the week like this this match is that good so anyone that hasn't checked it out go check it out and of course the main event the main event which i'm sure you've heard about by now uh you you should definitely check both out even if you don't like death matches yeah if you go out, it's not like it doesn't feel like a death match no it's it's also not a death match that is you know it's not like american death matches or like super grimy czw death matches where it's like a weed right. whacker or anything or like glass tubes, it's just like oh, soda cans and and uh, some blades and stuff like that. You know, it's nothing. It's weird to say that it's nothing too bad. It's just a ripped up soda can on on, on yeah. my back. Uh, but it, it compared to that stuff, it's definitely not. It's definitely uh, more subdued than sort of the grimier death matches you may see. But that might appeal to that larger audience. So it might appeal to you if you if you're not into it. Uh, but definitely, we definitely recommend it as well. Yeah, beast. But that is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. Like we said, hopefully there's a review from Your Dose of Death about that as well. And I'm sure they'll talk about it some more. Uh, But like we said, follow us on Twitter at Ryan Nicey. Follow Scotty at Scott E. Wrestling. That's the letter E. Follow the whole show at CannotPod. Join the Patreon so Scotty can do a NWA Hard Times uh, review. Uh, and we'll see. You <laughs> I all. will do it. I will do it. Yeah, I know he would. I I will kill myself and watch that show for you, Pete. He would. He would. Let's do it, folks. I obviously, we'd be getting money out of it. But hey, I have to pay for the pay per view one way. <laughs> yeah. He has to pay for the pay per view and with his uh, med- you know, his like uh, uh, therapy bills that he'll have yeah. to endure yeah. afterwards. Yeah. You want to talk about hard times? <laughs> This is you talk to the therapist. <laughs> you want to talk about hard times? <laughs> Shut up, Dusty. All right, I'm done. See you later. Everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. 
We have you covered on all things Deathmatch Wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find your dose of death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Countout Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Countout Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the show. This has been a Count Out Podcast.